This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code LASERTIME. And welcome to episode 433 of Vigigame Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparez, coming to you from the Keith Krasnick Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want to get in on the studio naming action, go to patreon.com slash laser time. Sign up at the $20 level. Who is joining me? Uh, Chris, I guarantee I've taken more COVID tests than you this month, Antista. And <laughs> uh, Matthew Allen. And if this was the 2000 classic road trip... I like to think of myself as a combination between Brecken Meyer and Sean William Scott with a little bit of Paulo Costanzo thrown in there. I can see measure. it. I can see it. And special guest. Hey, it's Tony Wilson. Uh, and I run a YouTube channel called Framework. It uh, takes a look at video games, hopefully in a way you haven't thought at before. Spend a lot of time finding sort of a cool way to approach each video. But the easiest way to find that is tinyurl.com slash frameworkyt. It's also on Twitter at framework underscore video. You can follow it there. But yeah, check out my stuff. I have a lot of fun making those videos and I would love for people to check them out. And once upon a time when I was on this show... Matthew Allen was like, Tony, you never let your hair down. And for this audio-only medium, my hair is down. I just oh, want the no audience headband. to know. An there's amazing no first. Yeah. There's no headband. For, you... <laughs> yes, for, for the gentleman here in the chat, they're seeing there's no headband. But, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm having a real kiss makeup-off moment, Tony. I gotta be right, honest. Right, right, right. Dude, it's my, like, if I go, like, no glasses hair down, it's like my Clark Kent Superman transformation. It's yeah. just... Who's this? Who's wow. this guy? I know, right? <laughs> Am I at a Ren fair yeah, look now? At this, look at this hair? Chris Pontius lookalike. Wow, oh, yeah. he's back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real quick, uh, I mentioned his name. This is the first time I've got to tell my Paulo Costanzo story on a podcast. Um, I so, think that's the first time anyone said those words in that sequence. <laughs> yes. Is this like so someone was, in the he, Gene Shalit line of film criticism who is Paulo Costanzo? Yeah. He played kind of the smarmy friend Ruben in Road Trip. He, uh, and you'll, you'll know why I'm talking about Road Trip when Michael reveals the top five subject. But um, no, so I was dating a girl in L.A., and her roommate was dating this Paulo guy, and so, like, I went out to social events with this person, hung out in an apartment with him, and I was like, this is so weird, because he's kind of like his character on the movie, but not quite as dickish, but I really wanted him just to be his character on the movie. It was yeah, one of those you things. You probably bring it out. Yeah. For um, money. Do you know what else Paulo Costanzo played, according to Google, <laughs> prior to the film Road Trip? He played Axe in the TV adaptation of Animorphs. What up? Hell I'm now, yeah. I am now a fan of Paulo Costanzo. That's something I pretend to like, so millennials like me. <laughs> I mean, he uh, was... This, he, this is like the USA Channel effect. He was <laughs> on a show for seven years that no one ever talked about. Royal Pains. Okay. Seven years! Oh, yeah. Is, that, is that, that on after burn notice? <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. What, the Part of the, uh, what was the, the Blue Sky Initiative? Was that, was that them? That's that's what so we like, call they, every podcast they, we do. They only wanted shows 
which could be promoted by having the protagonist stand in front of a blue sky background. That oh. was well, their, if like, you see MO. the art for this show, can confirm that is exactly what that is. Now. <laughs> uh, you're listening to Turn of the Century Comic Actor Apocalypse. Uh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a show about video games. Come on, get with the program. DJ Qualls episode coming up. Oh God, no! I didn't get, I didn't get to play many video games this week. I'm just, I just went through that acronym in my head, and it's, it's too difficult. I was, I was too busy watching two versions of John Carter's, Ghost, John Carpenter's Ghost of Mars. There's two versions. <laughs> Uh, the one I got access to, like, this cannot be in full screen standard definition by nature. Like, and it turns out, yeah, kind of. It's, it's a B movie. There's a widescreen version out there, but I, I had to look to find it. 302010, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. And yes, I got my second COVID test of the month in negative, and it oh, just good. grabbed the doctor by the lapels and like, you're wrong, and you shouldn't be wearing lapels. You're a doctor. And then you kissed him. You're a doctor, for fuck's sake. And he literally said to me, what can you do, bro? Both my kids have it, my wife, and I don't either. So, so it goes. Like... That's the weirdest be, doctorly advice I've ever gotten. <laughs> I'm going to be in your neck of the woods, a.k.a. Florida, at the end of September and at the end of October. Bad so I idea. feel like I have a lot more tests in my future. Bad idea. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. been vaccinated forever. I, I guarantee I have had it or had it, and no test has turned it up, and I'm just getting really frustrated. I, I know my first per- – I know the first, like, direct connection now. I, I know somebody who is vaccinated but did get it. Well, I yeah. am in Florida, so everyone's kids are getting it because the governor is great, and mm-hmm. uh, everyone else is getting it too, despite vaccination. Mine was uh, the roommate of the girl I'm seeing, so that made things interesting for a little while there. Hey, we both have interesting household situations. <laughs> <laughs> is she dating Paulo Costanza? No, <laughs> she is not. Although, although around. probably an Animorphs fan. Um, you know, <laughs> I mean, who's not? Just going by Come age. On, hey, uh, Animorphs, listen, HBO. You want your Game of Thrones replacement. You want your uh, Dark Materials replacement. I'm telling you, Animorphs. You no. will. People will jump on that. No, no, no. Beetleborgs, or I will suicide bomb a Discovery Zone. Michael, you got You got to get this road trip. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I'm, nobody seems interested in talking about <laughs> video this, games. We got to get this road trip out of the garage, which this show is about. Um, so, yes, our theme this week, as we've heavily hinted, is road trips in video road games trip. because summer is coming to an end. We are currently in the second to last week of August. Third to last? It doesn't matter. Um, August is winding down. Summer is winding down. We've almost, we're almost to the point where there's four months left in 2021. And 2022 is fast getting here. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we're almost, we're almost three months to our first booster shot. (laughs) Jesus. <laughs> I know. I, I think wonderful. I gave Michael an existential crisis today. I sent an image of it's uh, Halloween costumes are already be- being sold at Costco, and one of my kids has theirs already. And he's like, "This can't, no, you, this can't be. This, it's, mm-hmm. It can't be this yeah, late." In no, the year. It's, yeah, I, I just went to the beach and I wanted to go again. And like, well, the kids are back in school. And uh, granted, <laughs> due to certain current situations, they're constantly being pulled out of school. So, but, but it, like, yeah, it felt really way too early for the summer to end because it felt like it started super fucking late. It was cold in like June. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and you know we're only a few months into 2021. How can it already be the end of August? Yeah, it's the terrifying. one time of year I look forward to is like fucking over, and then all I look forward to now is Halloween, Christmas. Yeah, and you know how much I hate those. Gotta get on the Arbor Day train. Yeah, there's plenty of room. 
But it also, like... <laughs> also, a game came out this week It'll really um, grow on, you. on PC, Road 96, which we'll talk about in the new releases, which is a procedurally... Nice procedurally... Sorry. Are you, you going to let me talk about games or what? Yeah, I guess so. It's All about right. that time. Okay, thank you. It is a procedurally generated road trip game about hmm. trying to escape an oppressive dictatorship as a teenager on foot, uh, hitchhiking and talking to different people and the decisions that you make during conversations can have an impact on the story and like what scene you'll see next. Anyway, we'll get to that. But So it's not a whimsical road trip is what you're saying. No, it's a very... That's Road 69. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ro- road 96 is where you put your ass on both each other's shoulders. <laughs> That's the, the second time I've made this joke this week. It's disgusting. Um, Nobody they do the curly it. shuffle and just kind of spin each other around. <laughs> Did you know that's where we get Wubble Lubba Dub Dub? From Justin Roiland reading Curly's noise wrong and uh. just yelled that. <laughs> it's, it's supposed awesome to be like wub, wub 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 or something. And he just read it, <laughs> it was just his first take was Wubble Lubba Dub Dub! Instead of Wow. Yep. Anyway, um, all right. Let's, <laughs> I, okay, let's just move on. Um, top every, five. I swear, it's every time I'm here, <laughs> it's every yeah, time I'm nobody here, I, nobody I wants like to talk about fault. games today. It's all this is this is holidays. This is the perfect and, metaphor for a road trip, Michael, because nothing yes. ever goes as planned. Uh-huh. Ah, mm-hmm. fair point. Fair point. Well, this will because uh, we're going to talk about top five road trips in video games right after this. Folks, you might have heard us talk about Manscaped and the importance of male grooming before. Well, now that summer is upon us and the clothes are starting to come off, it's more important than ever to give yourself a little boost of confidence and look your personal best by taking care of some of that stray body hair. Some of it down there. Since it's so hot, you might even want to trim things a bit shorter than usual. And when you do, take it from two guys who have learned the hard way, more than we care to admit, you want to be sure you're doing so safely, especially when trimming the hair down there. And that is where Manscaped can help. It may be a scorcher out there, but it's time to bundle up in here. With Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, a.k.a. the GOAT of ball trimmers. Go! Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold on to your goodies. Their fourth generation Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunctional on-off switch that can engage a travel lock, and gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? In the shower or in the wild, and from your chest pubes all the way down to your ball fro, the Lawnmower 4.0 is the best trimmer for you. Want to take your grooming game even further to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ears. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin technology which helps prevent nicks snags and tugs in those delicate holes not those delicate holes you sickos your ear and nose holes uh, once you're done grooming you seal the deal with manscaped delightfully scented liquid formulations before heading outside use crop preserver ball deodorant to keep you on your game in the heat then after trimming the lawn and whacking your weeds give your beach balls a boost with crop reviver there are a few things as refreshing as a little spritz from the crop reviver 
Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort in boxers to another level and get 20% off and free shipping with the code LASERTIME at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code LASERTIME, one word, LASERTIME at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and the weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. And we're back to talk about what? Trips. Road trips. No. The correct answer is costumes and holidays. Let's go. Come on. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's begin with. Number five. All right, any guesses? Wander uh, around shooting. A Wii mini game where you shoot lizards with a slingshot? Like, <laughs> no, what the fuck? Yeah, it sounds like are, Rango. Yeah, Rango the Wii version. <laughs> uh, this is a version of a game that came out this year that uh, you might be familiar with in a much ah. older form, which may have sounded like this. And then uh, just yes. abruptly Custer's last them. stand. Gross. No. Big Joe <laughs> I, I love that they use Yankee Doodle for an Oregon Trail game. Like, yes. what? Like, oh. Well, if you if you go back and you listen to that game soundtrack, which is extremely sparse, it is all just public domain standards. So of course. the the ending theme once you make it to Oregon is is like Viva la Compagnie that song and it's it's all just like campfire songs and shit. Wait, so the, so the thing you played us originally though is that the hunting sequence? That is the hunting sequence from the Apple Arcade version of Oregon Trail, which came out. Why a do few they make it sound ago. like a Clint Eastwood western? Like why would you're hunting? They? That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I mean, yeah, I think that's the way to do it. Yeah, you're taking pot shots in the desolate. Oh, good! One of the first screenshots of the iOS version is, or the Apple Arcade version, just says Hannah has dysentery. (laughs) Of course she does. (laughs) Of course she does. I don't know if anybody else, my age, had this experience. We didn't really have any control over when we got to elementary school, especially like kindergarten Mm -hmm. or first grade, maybe. And you, but you'd run inside and hope you could get to the computer first. That was shared between three classrooms, so you could fire up. Oregon Trail, which really fucked up my pronunciation of that entire state for a long time. Oregon Trail, hoping you get there first and you, you show up and like, ah, fuck, Billy's just shot a buffalo. This is going to take a little bit before he navigates the river. And that was my entire experience with video games for like three years, unless we went to Pizza Hut. Trying I mean, to show up to school early that. to play Oregon Trail number munchers and... Ca- uh, cocktail cabinets at Pizza Hut. That's all I had for like a year. Yeah, I feel like your pronunciation of Oregon is very like East Coast regional. Oh, no, yeah. no, or- Oregon is how you say the state. You say Oregon Trail. I'm that's, with Chris on this. That is how it was always that pronounced. That is how my brain my brain splits it like that. I, where I know the state that. is Oregon, I've, but I have always called the game Oregon Trail, which yeah, I, I just know, say like, Oregon Trail. Yeah, what like I know it shouldn't be said that it, way, but for whatever reason, I mean, it's yeah, in it's my brain, really hard to, break. to say it that way. That's what the the parody remake on Steam, Oregon Trail, where you're just fighting your way across the U.S. invested with zombies, but it's a very similar game. <laughs> 
Ah, okay. Um, that sounds like like a, a organ smuggling yeah. game. There's also like Oregano Trail, which is about a family of Italian immigrants that hey, come across uh, the Atlantic. <laughs> the fuck do you mean this dysentery? Nobody dies of dysentery in this family. You tell yeah, everybody my mother's sauce gave you dysentery? <laughs> it's going to be the end of you. My mother's sauce gives nobody dysentery. I think that's the only thing I learned from that game. The only thing I learned from that game is what dysentery is, because the rest of it, I'm just yeah. like, yeah, it's just a video. Yeah. It's a horrible thing. Here's, here's a question. <laughs> Question. Do we think we liked Oregon Trail because it was actually good, or was it because we were desperate to play video games in yes. school and it was a video game we could play in school? The second thing, it's mm. not a good I, game. I, I think it's a bit. Yes. Of, it's only a bit of both in that you are rewarded by playing that game to the end with the most gameplay that exists in the game, which is the river adventure. Hmm. The, the rest is like a really boring fucking like. Not Robotron, but like Nintendo Sheriff. It, it's an ex, from, ex, economic simulator. It's like, well, how much but, but shit should you buy before you leave? It's yeah. also, let's not forget the importance. I'm running into school. Ah, I made it. Billy's here. He's on Oregon Trail. He's like, don't worry. I'll make you my wife. <laughs> and he types <laughs> my name in. You can type all your friend's name in. So like, it did a lot of things like that. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen a game that does all this stuff together. You can still hunt. You can still manage your uh, uh, equipment, and then you race at the end. It's very strange. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely like, Oregon Trail is like, hey, I said it right, is like the gold standard for whatever you'd call this genre. I, I, mean, I always like, wondered, for ed edutainment software, yeah. I mean, like, but I always wondered why, like, so I played a lot of Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego on my home, mm. Apple IIe, as a kid. That one wasn't as big in schools, and I feel like it's way more educational. Like, you learn yeah. so much yeah. about geography yeah. from that game. I, I remember yeah. be, be, I, finding it less fun, because this is how I was, I was introduced to the whole genre of video games, is Oregon Trail, which I'll continue to call it. <laughs> I hope, you, I hope <laughs> there are plenty of angry listeners. Carmen Sandiego was, yeah, where, where in time is Carmen Sandiego? That's, uh, that's yeah. the, the secret oh, yeah. gem as well. That's but history, uh, yeah. yeah I think for me, we talked about, we, we never knew a single kid who finished one of those games ever. No. Right. Nor have I ever finished Oregon Trail. <laughs> oh, I have. <laughs> I've never pulled well, it how, off. How, how do you there finish was Carmen Iowa's... Sandiego? You have to catch Carmen Sandiego. Well, right? she likes to be on, never mind. Yeah, I was going to go there, too. I, I don't think you can finish Carmen Sandiego. I think it just loops after a while. You keep going to the same spots, don't you? Mm, probably. Maybe. I, I think, yeah, I I think that, that series is probably most popular because of the PBS game show. Uh, yeah. I, I think with Oregon Trail, I never finished it just because like we only had like an hour of computer right. lab time. Yeah. And right. I, I did finish it. There was a different iOS version probably 10 years ago now that I did really? finish. And that... that it was, so when I when I say the rapids level, do you guys not know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting, you know, well, I got for, you. Fording the river, I think, is, is part of that game. It, but that's like just... that's like the, you made it to the end if you got there. Mm -hmm. If yeah. I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I mean, maybe I don't remember that in the Apple II version. But I, it I feel like the games. Are, I feel like all those games are roguelikes, right? Like they, it's different a little bit every time you play. Oh, it. you mean you're, so. you're like rather than going from Independence, Missouri to, to Oregon, you might hit different other places in between. Well, I just mean, the, well, not not in terms of the the geography, but in terms of the events. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah. like like it, the, it uh, is kind of constantly rolling the dice. I think, and that determines like, oh, this character got dysentery. Uh, 
Right. Yeah. 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 I, I thought I thought my life would be riddled with more oxen dying mm. just based on that game. <laughs> I've never had to deal with that more than twice. Uh, you're I starving. You had to shoot three oxen. Now you can't haul as much stuff. Not only that, I, I've stuff. never I've never encountered the word oxen ever again. Uh, I mean, Babe had a big blue ox. Yeah. That's all I know. Not an ox in. Or Babe was a big blue ox. Sorry, Paul yes. Bunyan had, yeah. had, had, had the big no, blue No, Babe ox. was a pig. No. It was by a dead lady. Um, Talking about the Disney cartoon, man. But Oregon Trail, yes, it's a it's a very long and sobering look at what pioneers had to go through. <laughs> it was yes, on, en route to Oregon. We found this out later. There is a way to like speed everything up a lot. Mm, yes, because yeah. you, you you don't have to watch your ox move in real time. You can mm-hmm. totally speed that shit up. Yeah, no, I, I do remember that the ox moving very fast, just going <laughs> like from stop to stop. From mile post to mile post. Brr, 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 brr. Agent Smith died. Mm-hmm. Brr, brr, yeah. brr. Bad water. Bad water. <laughs> All water is great. Mm-hmm. All right. But yeah, Oregon Trail, huge road trip. For many of us, it was the first road trip we ever undertook ourselves. True. But by no means the best, maybe the most iconic. But is it as good as... Number four. According to these orders, something bizarre is happening at the carnival. I thought that was the whole point. Maybe we should check it out when we've got nothing better to do, like guinea time. Driving around the USA in a crumbling old DeSoto, it's... Sam and Max hit the road. Yep, yep. Created by LucasArts and right. based on the comics by Steve Purcell, Sa- Sam and Max, who... Um, Weren't the comics originally, like, just... Internal LucasArts no. uh, zines? No, no, no. Before oh, no, they, that, they were LucasArts magazine. They, well, they were for a while, but before that, it was actually like an independent, kind of smaller press comic book series about, yeah, this okay. crime dog and his uh, maniacal rabbit rabbit sidekick. Yeah. And, uh, crime dog! <laughs> <laughs> it was very, very anarchic. And Let's I guess somebody, at, either Steve Purcell got a job at LucasArts or somebody yes. there just really liked his comics and they started putting them into the, well, the LucasArts magazine. I thought magazine. The, story, the story, yeah, they part, started putting them in LucasArts magazine and then somehow decided like, yeah, this should be our next game. These guys fit really well into the adventure genre. We're continue, to continuing to pioneer. Mm-hmm. And... Hit the Road is that their first game? Is that what we're talking about? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and and it's also it's a great showcase for I think uh, Steve Purcell, kind of the creator, kind of has a fascination with roadside Americana, and because mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. I I went um, I was lucky enough years and years ago when the Cars video game was going to come out for PS2. Oh yeah, I got to go to Pixar. <laughs> And go see a presentation for it. And Steve Purcell, who worked on the Cars movie, talked talk beforehand. And I like went up to him. I saw him in the lobby. And I was just like, hey, are you the same Steve Purcell that created Sam and Max? And like, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, man, I'm going to gush. You're, it's like this this huge influence on me growing up. And I love your, your comics and your sense of humor. But I'll let you get back to it. It's like, no, no, no. Stay a while and talk. And, <laughs> but, but like they took us on a tour of the place and... There's all these drawings that he'd done, like next to all these like stuffed armadillos in glass cases, and it's like, yeah, I think I think he had a lot to do with the the sort of, you know, midwestern tourist trap look of of cars, and uh, but but anyway, yeah, and that and that really comes through in Sam and Max Hit the Road. I've driven across the country, been fortunate enough to do it twice, uh, one one time higher, one time lower, mm. but from Texas to California, that that's the only thing you have left of that like road. 
what do you call it? Ro- roadside attractions. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like, uh, come look at the world's, the world's biggest Bigfoot shit. Or that, like, seriously, <laughs> like stuff like that. Biggest, biggest ball, ball of twine. Yeah. Yeah. Or the, yes, yes or awesome. the, the world's biggest ball of twine is an attraction in Sam and Max at the Road. Only cat heaven. How long do you suppose it took them to wind this immense ball of twine? More importantly, how did they get it to stop rolling once it was all wound? It's a tram launch leading to the Ball of Twine restaurant, and this sign points to the Twine Museum. Shake a leg, Max. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I I think I remember stopping at a roadside attraction that was like the corpse of the world's smallest boy. I'm like, this is morbid as shit. It's horrifying. And they 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 will make like museums and, and like entire gift shops based around this thing. It's fucking insane. Mm-hmm. I wish there were more of them. Yeah. Now I want to play... I never got to play Sam and Max on, on my own machine. Uh, I wasn't capable of doing so. I wasn't either I think either the closest I time, came but... to one of those roadside attractions is I grew up not too far from Palm Springs and on the way oh, there they have yeah. those dinosaurs that are in Pee-wee's Big uh, Adventure, yeah. you know? And, yeah, and big I butt dinosaurs. used to love driving next to the... Just, I don't think we ever stopped at them. We just, we just drove by them all the time, and I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. I think they're shrouded by fences now, but there's like three great 80s movies where you, people can clearly hang out and touch them. The Wizard, yes, yeah. I know what it is. I, I feel like... I feel like I left out an important detail in my early story when they were taking us around Pixar's offices and showing us the armadillos and glass cases. They were not just stuffed armadillos. They were stuffed armadillos dressed like little cowboy sheriffs. Like they oh, have little gun belts and things like that. And well, it's, that's it's that kind that's of adorable. like taxidermied tourist crap that you would yeah. find at these places. And I remember like there was this a plot in Salmon Max early on where I think they were like, they got paid for a case in like this thing of pinatas. And it's like, oh, the pinatas are worthless, but he says what's in them will be worth tons of money on the open market. And of course, the joke is you think it's going to be drugs, but then they open up the pinatas and they're full of lacquered dead frogs posed as mariachi bands. Quick, Chris, do the WB frog. Everybody do the Michigan rags. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> but, yeah. wait, did- did uh did what's his name? Did Tim Shaver work on the Sam and Max games at all? I don't all, think or? he did. Maybe it, I think he worked just, on most of those, but it just seems to fit like with that sense of humor that Lucas Arts had, like you know that ran through so many of their games. But I I never really hear his name brought up when people talk about these. Talk, games. I, I don't either because I don't, I don't. I thought I looked into it one time, and I'm not sure that they did. It's just that like our buddy Rob Smith wrote that history of Lucas Arts book, and they were like Sam and Max was the kind of they weren't willing to adapt Star Wars or even really Indiana Jones until they eventually did. Sam and Max were perfect for what, whatever the, the kind of comic foils they were trying to make for games. Tim yeah. Schafer made all that shit from scratch for games. It, well, I think it's because of the uh, the Scum Engine too is like yeah. very very much lent itself to riffing, right? Which which yes. those adventure games are all about, like oh, try this action and funny we'll trial and joke error. to yeah. respond to we, you. We need a joke them, for yeah. every single combination of item with every single like interactable thing. Mm-hmm. Unless, well, by the way, just, not unless funny it's enough just... to sustain a game anymore. Don't yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, unless it's just like the generic, like you know, there was always the like, I don't think that works here response, right. and you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. kind of hoping really? for a joke. You want... You want to piss on this oyster? <laughs> yes. I'm Guybrush. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, my, my favorite of any of those is Scrim Fandango when Manny's is just, I don't really want to do that. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, <laughs> He just sounds like Danny Trejo when he, sa- when he says it, and it's great. Um, Another long road trip, but not, not yeah, quite the yeah. same vibe as some of the other road trip games we're going to be talking about. It's a journey, but it's not a road trip exactly. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and not in the way title. more Casablanca references, though. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, with Sam and Max hit the road, though. I love you know just the sense of humor in, in all the LucasArts stuff is great. And the the one that uh, I recall, you know, when we're talking about roadside attractions, is like the sort of you know freak show kind of. There, there's a bit where you go to like you know the your weird displays of like Chris was mentioning this world's smallest boy corpse or whatever. Mm. Um, <laughs> and real thing. And there's a one, and I don't remember how he's described, but it's like a dude whose head is just like a faucet. Yeah, <laughs> just, it's just, human enigma. Yeah, which is just funny. Like, that's mm-hmm. great. And there's like, there's like this weird, like, Quasimodo next to him that's just like, is this a human or a dumpling? <laughs> and yeah. it's like, there's, there's some good stuff like that. When we were talking about like the remaining roads and attractions that happened, my mind immediately went to, Chris, maybe you're familiar with this, the, uh, south of the border. Up in the Carolinas, I would just was just there a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. It is fucking embarrassing. But it is. It's. I bought a mug from there and gave it to my Hispanic friend just to like you know hurt his feelings. And <laughs> that'll um, do it. And uh, he didn't take it home. I washed it twice. That thing fell the fuck apart. It, <laughs> the, like that whole thing is built on like a monument of racist garbage. It it's, it really is, and like poorly, like poorly, like. Whatever they used to build all the Civil War monuments that went up, you know, a, de- a century after the war was fought, uh, is the same <laughs> material they used to build this entire... It's not a theme park, but it's like a theme park without any rides or joy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like it's like 17 <laughs> enormous buildings that all sell t-shirts for $10. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. Uh, and some of them, like, like I'm, a, I'm a sleepy Mexican, like... Where am I supposed yeah. to wear this in 2020? Thank you. Like I, 2019. <laughs> I tried to click on a picture of it, and it just brought me to a website called Black or Brownface, and basically oh, deconstructing no. <laughs> how awful of a place it is. Yeah, yeah, it's, but, it's, and it's it's, it's true. hilarious. It's still there, Michael. You should go next time you're in South Carolina. Sure. South of the border, they mean South and North Carolina. It's South of North Carolina border. Ah, I see. And, okay. Uh, but it also has. I've never seen that many dinosaurs and sombreros. That's inarguably cool. I mean, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, the yeah, only I'm people sure. who are allowed to appropriate culture at any cost are dinosaurs because yes. they don't have any more. Well, I feel so. like Mexico has a lot of fossils too, so mm-hmm. it makes true. sense. Yeah, true, right, Yucatan, right. man, it's where it all went down. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, also, yeah. So, <laughs> getting back to Seven Max hit the road. Oh yeah, the games. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> is. It is an eventual winding trip from Salmon Max's apartment in New York City to somewhere in, I guess, Washington or Oregon on, on the trail of an escaped Bigfoot. And you end up trying to save the Bigfoot from the predations of one Conroy Bumpus, a small country singer who uh, has a bunch of taxidermied animals who are miserable to be around. But uh, if you talk to them, they will teach you a little lesson about John Muir. I'm admiring this portrait of John Muir. But who's John Muir? Do you really want to know? If you'll stop talking, sure. Okay, hit it, boys. There once was a man named John Muir. A naturalist, noble and pure. His love for all beasties. The most and the leasties. Has never been equaled. Uh... Sure. I do love that bit because there's like a big flashing edutainment sign that comes across the screen while it's going. <laughs> I'm think I'm reminded of the uh, the like possum lodge from a goofy movie. You know, hmm. <laughs> like I'm, I'm wondering if they threw scene. in 
if they threw in that reference because their old LucasArts offices are near Muir Woods, which probably are, yes, you know, yeah. yeah. But that's how I learned who John Muir was. Nice. Uh, yeah. But oh, who shit. is the same, John the same Muir? guy who created Indoor? <laughs> the guy, basically, is the guy who yeah. created the national park system along with Teddy Roosevelt. Um, yeah. But anyway. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. I'm, See? I'm, I'm, I'm learning something on Video Game Apocalypse. These are the things no, there, you can learn if park. you play 7 Max Hit the Road. There's yeah. a park in Marin that is named after the name that apparently inspired the Ewok tribe name, which is the Miwok Indians. So okay. I never. No, I no, lived in Marin Wookie. for years and I never made that connection. Yes. Okay, I see George Lucas follows the change one letter rule. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, <laughs> oh, I mean, have you seen Star Wars names? <laughs> I know, that's what I was saying. Like, all right, another example of it. Yeah. <laughs> Evan Sleesbagano, look him up. He's on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Actually, actually, we like, can't work... call the beginning of this Genesis. All right, Geonosis. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> but, like, working in the newspaper in Marin County, I remember, like, we had a police scanner that we had to have on at all times in case anything happened and we needed to know about it. And most of the time, it just emitted this like weird, faint, chattery sound that was like, and it's like that is the imperial probe droid sound. Yes. That exactly. Yes, so yes just, it is. Yeah, I just wow. love thinking of Michael as like my old seventy-year-old neighbors growing up who had the fire scanner that like they listened in so they could go to fires to help out the firemen. It's like yeah, same same deal there. Just mm-hmm. scanner people are like a unique breed. Like yeah. all, all Bruce Dern and the verbs. The verbs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the verbs not too long ago. It's fucking great. That dog <laughs> takes a shit on my lawn again. I'll staple his asshole shut and stick a flag in it. It might be his best role, honestly. He's he's really good in that. <laughs> he's great. He's great as uh, in Once Upon a Time in America. That's true. Hollywood. Yeah. Yes. Hollywood. Uh, wow. Don't go watching Once Upon a Time in America looking for Bruce Dern <laughs> at the Spawn Ranch. Holy Lord. That's a four-hour movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bit different. Anyway, but Sam Max at the Road is great, but... Yeah. Number three. I think we can forget about hitching our way there. Thought people were friendly outside the city. You can only coast so far on the kindness of strangers. You're just going to have to push her all the way. I've already pushed myself. To the brink of death. Get up. Come on, car isn't gonna move itself. Jeez. I thought the car was supposed to move us. Wouldn't that be nice? Can it? Just when I thought I'd gotten over my Gladio man crush, you spring that clip on me, Michael. Yeah, yeah. This, this is unfair, my edge, buddy. My edgelord senses are tingling. <laughs> it must <laughs> be is, Final Fantasy is, 15. This is the 15. It's about to kick into uh, Florence and the Machines edition of Stand By Me, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that pairing. I love that. It's no, the song. beginning of the game is them pushing a car, and it's then true. camera pans yeah. slowly back, and it's like, starts that song up, which... Is oddly touching. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, yeah. I love that now, song. Now, important question. When did this group play Final Fantasy XV? Because now, I like, a whole other topic, but the reason I ask is because if you play it now, you're going to play a different game from those of us who played it at launch because they literally patched the story many times. I, my understanding right. is it's the third act. Like, the entire third act is pretty much different now, right? Yeah. 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 Interesting. I think yeah. it's got one of the better tutorials in that, like, I just felt like I was exploring a Final Fantasy world for, like, the first 
10 hours of the game just had yeah. a fucking blast. Yeah. Never, I tried to play it again recently with the new stuff came out, and I, I cannot even remember how to play it. No game plays like that. Yeah. I'm very much of the mentality of, like, I want to do all side quests available to me before I continue the main quest. And 15 really gives you the opportunity. Like, I mean, you get basically the whole map, like, pretty early on. Minus, like, I think, like, maybe the end game area. And so, like, taking that road trip kind of thing into consideration, you can just go point to point to point to point and do, like, everything the game has to offer before you bother with the story and really just embrace that, you know, nomadic life. This game, it's weird. It does the opposite of what 13 did, which is 13 is really, really mm. linear and then all of a sudden opens up at the end to an open world game mm. versus, like, 15 starts open world and then the entire Act 3 is linear and i i kind of we were talking about does this game count because it's it's kind of an illusion of a road trip at first because the open world it's big but you don't really go anywhere but then you continue in that third act you like get on a train yeah Yeah, you're driving very slowly and you don't really have a lot of control over the car it's (laughs) it's like if if you want to experience the open world a lot of the time you have to tell not or ignis this ignis pull over a sec certainly Who's up for a hike? Time to shove off. Go for it. Yeah, leave him behind. But, but yes, when normal people would get out of the car to stretch their legs, you go out to explore the wilderness and fight a bunch of robots and monsters. Yeah, and it, oh, I think I saw some materia there on the side of the road. Better mm-hmm. pick that up. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah but exactly. it, it, it does have the road trip thing, like classic trope of like convertible... And then what other game lets you rock classic Final Fantasy music soundtracks nice. on the car stereo? Mm-hmm. It still feels kick-ass. really fun. And it yeah. made me, I remember, I've, I think I've now paid, I think, upwards of $80 for the Final Fantasy 13 soundtrack. Because wow. the, wouldn't you know it, uh, every time I buy it on iTunes, Square's like, man, eh, this version's expired. We made a new one with two extra tracks. $40, please. It's wow. like seven album. Um, um, but I, I fell so much in love with it again in, f- I don't remember what 15 soundtrack was. Cause I, I, I was, I think it was just fresh off a of theater rhythm too. So oh, you yeah. could buy like almost every Final Fantasy song that ever existed and rock it out of your car diegetically. It's fucking rad. Yeah. Mm. when it was cool cause you had to find a lot of songs too. Yeah. Like you, you, or buy them from shops and stuff. So you slowly collected On the horizon! Like a There's a girl with Daisy Dukes selling albums! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> But yeah, this definitely, I feel like, has the most sort of like that like two thousands jock comedy road trip vibe of anything on this list for sure. It's your four bros just in a car, point to yeah. point. And yeah. I, and honestly, like that's I think the strongest like kind of vibe this game has is that kind of like just four dudes hanging out in a car. Because to be honest, as a Final Fantasy game, it's kind of on the low tier. No, get out of here. No, nope. <laughs> it is. No, nope. sorry, it's Matt. Not true. Um, but uh, it's listen, top five. Matt, top I can, five. I can, five. Matthew, you need to respect you... your elders here, okay? I <laughs> <laughs> I can understand how you might not consider it a real Final Fantasy game because mm. it's like it is weird. It it does it feel different. completely different from like every other. Well, it's Final a sea Fantasy change game, for the series yeah. for sure. Um, I but mean, it's... I think it is. <laughs> I can't yeah, imagine what the next one's going to look like. I don't think like... it is if you look at sixteen. <laughs> like, 16 well, uh, like... oh, maybe. Well, uh, FF Seven Remake though, like, is this exact same combat? Just yeah, the co- with... I was going to say, if you want to remember the combat, just go back and play that new the expansion for Seven Remake because it's yeah. very similar to fifteen. Um, yeah. So, it, like, I, like I don't think it's a particularly great Final Fantasy game. I think the overarching story is awful. It's one of those things where there is no story until the last act, basically. But, 
That's Sounds why like someone didn't watch the prequel movie. <laughs> but that's why <laughs> was it Kingsguard or something? Whatever. One of the was. worst things Kingsguard. I've ever tried to watch. Kingsglaive. Yeah. There was Kingsguard. Um, might have been the free game, the beat 'em up game they released before this game came out. Oh, like, I forgot was, that happened. Yeah. Um, but the like point being, I still enjoyed playing it because of that like just feeling of just hanging out with friends and driving and just like hanging out. Now, granted. Our version of that is like going through the movie theater, and their version was we're gonna go kill this giant tortoise mountain. But like, you know, hey, that's end game content, buddy. You can't do one that. Of, one of my campaign. my favorite parts about it's it, and I didn't even I didn't even know there was a distinction in, in the world. But growing up, my dad loved camping and was really proud of two Coleman products he had, and I didn't know they were Coleman products because he's like, just grab the Coleman, and I can't read, and and it's. It's a it's a portable stove, a thing with a, with a little tiny gas tank. You pressurize, and you can cook stuff on. And I was astonished to see, like, when you camp out in Final Fantasy, you're using the equipment I, I used with my dad. It's <laughs> prominently branded, yeah. prominently, ever. very prominently branded. And, and then like, uh, oh. Gladio busts out his also prominently branded, uh, prominently branded cup of noodles. Yeah, yeah. Mm, well, you yeah. got to cook something on that on that Coleman stove. You go, you go to a town that has an Assassin's Creed festival, and apparently assassins are both <laughs> a video game series and, as represented in the games, part of history in this world? Yeah, I used fucking, an Assassin's Creed neat. sword for a lot of that game. It was pretty kick-ass. Or my, maybe neat. I used the Final Fantasy sword in Assassin's Creed Origins. That's what it was. Yeah, because yeah, it, it, was, it was a two-way crossover. But you could still you could advance yourself by camping, like and, and, and killing shit. It was like kind you of have, amazing. You have to camp like that. You have you to camp don't level to level up, up. unless you camp. Yes. You basically yeah. you store a bunch of XP until but you, also you have camp. To come up with a new recipe. Uh, <laughs> I'll come up with a new recipe. I completely forgot about that. Well, yeah. that's oh, the other dude. thing this this game has as a road the trip food, game though. is you have the food you cook, but the diners and the food in the diners, yeah. that shit looked amazing on the menus, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, some that is some Yakuza level of in-game food. All the in-game right food in this game yeah, looks the, so good. The food recreation was just amazing. Like, photorealistic. Like, is this... And there were times I remember where it's like, is this 3D modeled food, or is this, like, film of food that they just took of someone putting it on a table? Which is... Also, if you haven't done a cross-country road trip, it is one of the best parts. Of There's a Roy Rogers. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, this game. This game basically has the diner and the gas station from Cars in the very beginning. Like it, it looks <laughs> yeah. like it looks like what's the the world in California Adventure that's Cars? Cachowville. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know. What do something I look like? Flat, something flat. Something. It's uh, uh, Radiator Spring. Radiator uh, Springs. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I also like when you approach a new area, oftentimes you will get a, a little bit of travelogue chat about it, explaining mm. the various geographical features and so on. Hey, I see the sea. I see it too. That's Golden Key. Kind of want to go for a dip. That a big mountain behind it? No, it's an island. Nobody goes to Golden for an island, though. They go to kick back and get massages. I'm safe with the seafood. It's famously delicious. Sounds great. Something to look forward to. It's famously delicious. Can you want to go for a dip? Can you shut up, Gladio? I told you I was over the man crush, dude. <laughs> I don't Why know what about that me? clip reminded me. I think it's when you first encounter him, but I'm just now remembering that the villain in this game just looks like a pickup artist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like peacocking, like seven yeah. scarves and three coats or something like that. Yeah. Oh, I will say, too, I, I appreciate that this is the... I, 
Uh, pretty sure this is the only game on the list where when you get up to a certain point, your road trip kind of becomes a sky trip because the car just gets to fly by the mm-hmm. end of the game. Mm-hmm. Like, you can just open up wings and go for it. I honestly can't believe I didn't see that coming. Yeah, it's not and... Final Fantasy if it doesn't have an airship oh, yeah. somewhere. I mean, there's a guy working on it, his like name's old fucking 1948 Edsel Studebaker or whatever the fuck I'm driving around in. <laughs> yeah, 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 and, and I, I have to say, like, yeah, for, for, like, what, it looks like a convertible Rolls Royce, just like a big luxury car, but it, it holds, like, a, an RV's worth of camping equipment. Like, that's impressive. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen a trunk on an old Rolls Royce? It could fit all that stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Yeah. Well, yeah, you had to fit all the, uh, you know, your ex-wives' bodies back yeah, then. True, yeah. Like so, a, yeah, I mean, as a, as a top a five Final Fantasy game, a fine road trip game as well, Michael. Moving on. It's definitely a, a top five definitely road trip It's definitely in this top five. Yes. I, just, I just want to get it in there just to, so Tony remembers uh-huh. it is a top let me, five. Let me, just, let me just go through in my head real quick here. Four, ten... Seven, eight, nine. Nope, doesn't make the top five. Sorry. I mean, you just made enemies putting ten in the top five. I agree with you. Where was? But you made enemies. Where was six? Which might disqualify. Oh, oh, six should be there. Sorry, swap six for seven. Right, and then eight. You got eight to round it out, and you're good, right? Uh, Uh, Actually, got rid of seven. Sorry, sorry. I shouldn't have eight. I jumped. I jumped around too bad. Sorry. Hold on. Four, six, nine, ten. Uh, that's four right there, and... Oh, no seven, 15. no four, no seven. I guess I'll throw seven two, into my top two five. In the frame. Make sure you angry. get everyone else's favorites except for yours in your list, Tony. That's yeah. the rule. <laughs> that's how it works. Listen, ten is my favorite, so I understand if that disqualifies me from any further discussion. <laughs> I have a Christmas sweater that has that scene, but it says ho-ho-ho. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Oh, uh, speaking of Christmas... Number two! What? Oh, man! Hey, what happened to sleeping? Okay, I know it doesn't look like it, but this here is not a bad read. Only one problem. Right there. To be continued. I hate cliffhangers. It has nothing to do with Christmas. I lied! Motherfucker. Mm-hmm. She's talking about Back to the Future 2, right? Yes, of course. But this game does have Halloween references, at least in the DLC. That, this, that's true. This is, and I, mm-hmm. I'm realizing, like, I, I really like games where an apocalypse happened right around a holiday, so everything's yes. just sort of frozen in time. In this case, it's Halloween. Fallout, perhaps, I think, is on Halloween as well. Perhaps the best Dead Rising takes place right around a Christmas. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Four. Yeah. Well, the, the Chris, that it's super Christmassy four, mm-hmm. and I like that mm-hmm. about it. But no, this is The Last of Us, yep. uh, which, I mean, technically both games are kind of road trippy games. Yeah, like, but this is more about the trip. Uh, I think, I feel like the second one, like the trip happens pretty early on, and then the rest of it is you just navigating Seattle. Whereas that's true. Yeah, this yeah. is about, like, the entire game takes place over the course of, like, a year, and it is about the trip from Boston to ultimately Salt Lake City. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. How much do you think they base that on just like the road? You know, like that, that 95%. Yeah. Like I, I would really say the road is a great deal more grim than The Last of Us, actually. I yeah. don't know, man. It's kind of the same. Hmm. I wouldn't call The Last of Us uplifting. So. No, no. But... I mean, there were cannibals in The Last of Us yeah. one, too. Yeah, really. But I mean, I mean the road, there's like this... no vestige of civilization anywhere. Everyone's a cannibal. You can't trust anybody. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, no. But yes, keep going. Hmm. Read the book, and I hate bragging about it because I rarely I, read I also, books. well, I listen to the audio book of the book, but uh, <laughs> same that, That's the same as reading it. Come on. Not man. quite. You missed some nuance. But whoa, whatever. whoa, whoa, whoa. What about blind people who can't, like, read? They can't, are you telling them they're not actually reading fair books, enough, Michael? Come on. Enough. Come on. Oh, I thought you were trying to get Calm. into a Book of Eli discussion Calm. there. Calm down, Bill Maher. <laughs> I mean, uh, I was being serious. I, I wasn't making a joke. I'm like, no, audio book is reading. Come on. It's, yeah. it's not like they have um, Braille. Yeah. Uh, Fine. Audio, audio Braille, basically. <laughs> now uh, who's racist, Matt? <laughs> racist against Braille. <laughs> I'm racist. <laughs> Let's enjoy this. Michael doesn't have maniacal moments where he makes himself laugh. It doesn't usually happen. I'm enjoying it. All right. I, All right. Uh, I do, you know, we, with Sam and Max, you know, we're talking about, like, the kind of pit stops along the way. And Last of Us, you know, really nails that, too. Like, you got, you got Boston, you got Pittsburgh, uh... I don't remember where you are when the it's like all the zoo animals and the giraffe out the window. It's the last stop, isn't I it? I know you're in summer. Uh, I, I believe yeah, that's in Salt Lake where you where you meet the yeah, giraffes. It's, uh, yeah, man, solid game, solid game. Mm-hmm. Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever I, finish I just, this I, one, Chris? Because I, I remember, remember you. Were... I finished both of them. Okay, like almost back to back. Wow. Um, but even the aquarium is just this meticulously designed thing. I would never do in my hometown. It even as as a base, like I, I I I, my dad loves aquariums. We've always gone to aquariums. Our town doesn't have an aquarium. San Francisco had an aquarium. I wouldn't go there if you paid me. I went there once, and I don't need to do that unless they're serving drinks and my favorite band is playing in the fucking orca pool. I'm not going to the goddamn aquarium. But I loved the central piece of the aquarium in in. Last of Us, I think it's it's one of the quintessential pieces of of tourism <laughs> in in big towns, and watching it fall and decay and become this home to people reminds me of the transient nature of the entire experience. Yeah, and it also made me think of like God, how must that smell? It's got to smell terrible. Yeah. It's like a, a oh, million dead oh, yeah. fish. My God, yeah. horrendous! Yes. All you can think of dolphin corpses, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just <laughs> fucking nasty. But yeah, so Last of Us again begins. Um, well, it begins on a very dark note, uh, years before the main story launches, but the main story tasks the smuggler named Joel and his partner Tess with getting this little girl, Ellie, to the Fireflies, which are, at the time, like, roughly across town, I think, and then they, uh, they find out that, like, Ellie might hold the possibility for a cure or a vaccine to get rid of uh, cordyceps, which has turned all these people into zombies and caused the collapse of civilization. And when they get there, the the fireflies have all departed. Maybe they they had a map or uh, something to tell us where they were going. How far are we going to take this? As far as it needs to go. Where was this lab of theirs? She never said. She only... Mentioned that it was someplace out west. What are we doing here? This is not us. What do you know about us? About me? I know that you are smarter than this. Really? Guess what? We're shitty people, Joel. It's been that way for a long time. No, we are survivors. This is our chance. It is over, Tess! No, it isn't. Not by a long shot. Um, I, I do love listening to some of these clips, though. Like, how much space The Last of Us gives to conversation like it makes a lot of uses of pauses to establish Mm -hmm. dramatic effect like like in this right here is everything you were hoping for 
have its ups and downs, but you can't deny the view, though. I mean, you know, obviously they fill the space with facial expressions and movements and yes, things like movement. that, as opposed to Which audio, where this the, the, is just terrible and boring. <laughs> I'm only saying the big distinct we've made fun of for years the pauses in a lot of Japanese yes. dialogue, but it, it usually involves two people staring face to face at one another. So dramatic pauses when you're ta- you're making eye contact, not good. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I, well, you were talking about the, the conversation. I remember I pulled clips for this game for some top five we did. And I my favorite moments were like the – I mean obviously they were scripted, but they felt non-scripted. It was just the conversations they would have while you were walking through the world together. It was like Ellie telling those jokes out of that terrible joke book. Yeah. And, you know, and like that th- – that's one of the road trip aspects of this game is like Joel is getting to know Ellie over the course of the trip and vice versa. They're becoming – closer and that this is the first games at least where they really develop a father-daughter relationship you know over the course of that entire game and, and it takes all the trials and travails of that road trip to really Do you think they'll ever be a ps4 ellie just <laughs> gonna live in a ps3 era the rest of our lives it's the best part of those games <laughs> you know the, the most unrealistic part of this game though to be honest though is that you know you could prevent a disease by what wearing respirators and masks that's ridiculous <laughs> that's not absurd. stupid everyone knows that respirators have the disease in them yes. but they're by the government Every single surgeon, painter, and asbestos removal person I've ever known was a daredevil who's now dead hmm. because the masks don't work. <laughs> no, asbestos just, was this, just this never game dangerous. Is a const- this game is like now a reminder. We, we would look at these games and be like, how ridiculous. Like people would stop outbreaks. They would do what yeah. needed to be done to protect themselves, wouldn't they? It's like, no, no we will no. go so much faster than any no, of these games. They don't want to admit portrayed. they voted for a terrible person. If they put a bad sign, if they don't want to admit they put a bad sign in their yard, they will totally hang their hat on this forever and die. I heard the new Firefly bases in Alabama. Nah, can't be. All those hospitals are at max capacity. <laughs> womp womp. Yeah. Dark, timely joke. No government's uh, no. gonna tell me I can't kiss some flesh-eating zombie that probably doesn't even eat flesh. <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, I have to send a pigeon-based death threat to Tom Hanks because he wore red shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but his son's cool, though. His son's cool. Now, this is interesting. Someone wants me dead because of my shoe. <laughs> was that Tom Hanks? My, my that t- was... My Tom Hanks is it's much like more Morgan Freeman. <laughs> tell me, <laughs> tell me, life is like a box of chocolates with your Tom Hanks. Your Tom Hanks Please. sounds like the a only, circus barker. No, it does not. It is not Tom Hanks at all. But it's always my go-to. It's like Boz. We're all toys. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's like he slowly gets closer and closer to being in like a 1950s television movie. The more I, do I, I mean, voices. to be fair, my Tom Hanks is basically are. also my Don Knotts. I'm big. I'm big. That's Come on. You want me to do my Tom Hanks and blow all you out of the water? Yes. Because, uh, uh, well, a couple of lines. A line I like is from the Simpsons movies. I love it when he pops up in that. Hello. The government is out of credibility, so they're borrowing some of mine. you got to talk a little more soothing like a dad. And my favorite line Tom Hanks has said in the last 10 years, because he, it was about something I love, on CNN's stupid, horrible documentary about movies that somehow got Larry David and Tom Hanks to join. Uh, Tom Hanks talks glowingly for a long time about who framed Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm. And he says, just like this, who framed Roger Rabbit is the most complicated movie ever made. 
Like and and it's my <laughs> that's, that's perfect. It's that my perfect. favorite way to talk like Tom Hanks. Like, uh, like uh, I still think you need to give it a little more transatlantic accent, like mine, summer. though. <laughs> I know, I know. Just that one movie. <laughs> this is one of those impressions I have to start by announcing. Hi, I'm Tom Hanks. You'll never just guess it by the voice. <laughs> Sign of a good impression. Ah, <laughs> Tom Hanks. <laughs> oh, oh, and then you get really loud. Oh, oh, I'm Tom Hanks. There's a reason that's Wilson! not Wilson! 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 Right, I got it. Nailed There's it. a reason I don't keep, Tom Hanks is not a back pocket impression for me. That's not one I can I've just never, this out. is the most I've ever done it. So like, uh, I, never mind. I never hear anything good or bad about the show. <laughs> I hope people like it. So the, so the Pittsburgh level of last hey. of us, by the way, I just want to point out, um, I, at one point, this is not going to be a, a necessarily positive thing to say about the game, but I've always, I got to get it out some way, is such, it's a disproportionately big portion of the game. And uh, the reason I know that is because A, I played the game, but B, I used Boy. to do freelance for a certain website that 75% of this podcast worked for, and uh, I did a collectibles guide, and most levels in that game have like 15, 20. Pittsburgh has like 50 plus. Jesus. It is, it is a massive part of that game. <laughs> like it has like three of its own arcs. Uh, so that's my least favorite stop. But, uh, yeah, uh, good game. Really good game. Yeah. One or two. Which one are we talking about? One. One. Yeah. One. one. And the, the whole like the university bit, uh, where you rescue Ellie, uh, in the snow and everything. Ah, great game. That's why I talked a lot about the aquarium. Scratch what I said there. But don't edit it out. Well, don't I mean, two, like we said, two is sort of a road trip, but less focused on the road trip aspects. Yeah. It's just a revenge. The, the I mean, road trip is... mostly happens off camera. Like, yes. I mean, you see it's beginning and end. Well, it, it starts out and you think it's going to be an awesome road trip thing because you go to that record store and it's like this like, weird, this cool open world. Yeah. And then like it quickly becomes not that. Mm -hmm. so. uh, well, but also, hey, it's part two, not Last of Us 2. So really, guys? It's all just one story. It's all one. It's all this one. This is true. It's, it's all, all one. Just one thing. It is the only game that goes to Santa Barbara, though, which I have to give it credit for. I've never played another video game that took place in Santa Barbara, so kudos. Also, my least favorite Santa. I'm sorry. <laughs> really? That joke doesn't belong anywhere. <laughs> yeah, Santa named Barbara. Uh, my, you've, mine's you've never the been one that, What uh... have you done? To, have you been a good little boy? Tell Santa Barbara. <laughs> mine's the one that got arrested at my local mall when I was a child. Oh, That's a good reason. Oh. Um, <laughs> that, that didn't happen. Spoken like someone who's never been to Santa Rosa. It, yeah, I'm throwing Santa Rosa shade. You fucking oh, heard me, Santa Rosa. Right. We better we better wind Santa this thing Clarita. Down. Oh God, we're gonna we're gonna get killed in the East Coast West Coast podcast. Twenty twenty one. All right, better wind this thing down with. Look, Macon and its people aren't savable. It's not a town. It's full of walkers, and the people who were left are dying and wandering out onto the streets. It's hell on earth, and it's coming this way. It's not going to be easier out on the road. How would you know? What I know? I know you're not above murder. I know somebody has been stealing our supplies. That's right, stealing. And I know the list of people I can trust here gets smaller every day. Ooh. It's because she remembers that. Because this is yeah. The Walking Dead yeah. Season oh, 1. Right. Keeping with the zombie theme, this is probably the shortest road trip on the list, and yet it is also arguably the most meaningful. Yeah. Uh, because you are going from uh, somewhere in Georgia to Macon, Georgia, to ultimately 
This place. How far is Savannah? Pretty far. Oh, okay. Yeah, all the way from Macon, Georgia to Savannah, Georgia is an awfully long way when you're on foot and constantly beset by oh, yeah. uh, flesh-eating zombies. Dave Finoy's oh, voice. Hmm. So wonderful. Accompanied only by the Hulu ad guy. From I was just about era. to say, yeah. <laughs> can, we, can we please have a podcast that is Keith David and Dave Finoy just discussing anything? Ram Face is brought to you by Geico. I told you guys when I was working on Remnant, like how Dave Fenoy was in the game, and they didn't tell me until very late. And I'm like, guys, like this is that's like a big video game voice actor. Like that's awesome that he's in that. Mm-hmm. Very, very pleased. Hmm. He's great, uh, and it's a good, it's a good game. I I like the games better than I like the show. Yeah, me too. Um, I, yeah, I love the I'm games, there. and then I feel like that Telltale template like worked well for Tales from the Borderlands, and that's about it. You know I, I think I think that's because Tales from the Borderlands were, was the only series to take it and really run with it and not make. Uh, not I think I think you could only do those games so many times, and they made so many so fast mm-hmm. that uh, not a lot of people wanted a lot of like. I hate sitting through cutscenes in a video game. There are a lot of these games are mostly about cutscenes, yeah. and after a while, I think the veil kind of lifted. Like my decisions aren't mattering that much because. I can't actually progress to the second chapter unless I kind of do exactly what you want me to do. Somebody referred to Telltale's, Telltale's output kind of in those last few years as the Funko Pop of game development. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oof, I, uh, ouch, yeah. but also I, I mean, can't yeah, disagree. Be- the strategy became let's make enough IP that people will like one of these and want to play that one that they yeah, really it's, like. It's and sort it's- of not, because they got a lot of licenses and they had a lot of great writers working on stuff, but, like, it looked old very quickly. Mm-hmm. It like yeah, it did oh, not yeah, adapt engine. well to the next oh, gen. Yeah, yeah. And the next gen was PS4 <laughs> and yeah, Xbox yeah. One. But it uh but hey, it, it started well not started. I cause, you know, I I would argue it started with the Back to the Future game they did for Walking Dead, but uh mm. but Walking Dead was that one that really like blew up as far as like yeah. new telltale and, and I mean well, Sam and Max before that, and then the bone games that nobody remembers. Dude, yeah, strong yeah. bad, strong bad game was they pretty did strong good. bad. They did, they they adapted Bone. Yeah, they yeah. Did, oh, yeah. Did, they did a new Bone. Monkey Island series. I, and I actually preferred there. their older adventure games, which were more gamey because they were basically puzzle yeah. games versus yeah. just. I don't know. Like maybe they must have done some consumer research. It's like, oh, the the favorite, like people's favorite part of Monkey Island is watching the cutscenes, and then they're like, oh, we'll we'll just make cutscene hmm. games. I don't know like, that I there was know. consumer research. I I still remember like when they first started, and it was like. We're this scrappy group of ex-LucasArts people who want to keep making old-school adventure games. And their first game was, like, the first Poker Night game. Yeah. And it was, like, no so no weird. recognizable characters or anything like that. It was like, I guess it's a decent poker game. You're, you're doing this to raise money. And then they did Bone. And I, I remember they sent me a review copy of it. This is Bone. Bone, adapting <laughs> Jeff Smith's uh, fabulous uh, comic book series. And they did, they did, I think the first two books, like the, the first two games adapting first two books and it dropped off. Like it just disappeared after that. They was like, okay, we're not interested in doing this anymore. Um, but it was like, I remember playing it. It's like, this is a very bare bones point and click adventure. I'm glad it exists, but it takes about an hour to get through is not challenging at all. And then it's 20 bucks. So. <laughs> And that was, yeah. that was like, you know, early episodic gaming. Like, we didn't really know what we were doing, but, uh. And I, I think there's, their telltale shift to drama or, or meaningful choices. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least the illusion of meaningful choices, yeah. which I, I've, I've never dug into the system that much. But even even the ending that'll tell you, like, so and so many people did this. And like, then why did we all end up in the same place? Mm. Like, w- if these choices really mattered. And it's the uh, yeah. there's a term for that, right? It's like the, the design layout. It's like a rubber yeah. band. that like, goes out and comes back together. Yeah, it's like a certain shape. I think yeah. they refer to I think, it. I think I, I did like a preview for Heavy Rain once and they said like they described it as a rubber band. Like imagine a rubber band that's stretched between two nails like the beginning and the end are always the same. But you can stretch mm-hmm. the story yeah. around and have it go other places in the middle. So like it's true. the it's just, most I, different I, you'll get is like. At the midpoint of the story, mm-hmm. basically, or like, I, like I remember, on those tangential things. I remember defending Mass Effect's ending by saying, like, that is the case. Like, this game is too big and expensive to have fine, like, infinite endings and, and and pathways to go on. No, no one wants to develop things you're never like. Majority of players will never see. Whereas Telltale, like, seemingly. This person will remember that, and like, but why? Yeah. <laughs> and what, like. I, I so don't we see can come the, up in conversation later. Yeah, that's the thing. Is know, it would like, mostly just change lines of dialogue or maybe how right. the character acted towards and, you. And, and, and to me, once I think that that was revealed, we're like, my my unique, my place, play experience wasn't unique hmm. at all. I, I stopped playing. Sorry, I know this is more about the road trip. I'm no, it's, it's fine. I, one thing I just wanted to say is, like, it's so strange to me. This is probably the game that kicked off that, like, kind of next level of Telltale yeah. popularity. Like, oh, I, yeah. I, it might be, might be their best game. It's definitely one of their best games. We forgot to mention Wolf Among Us was a kickass. Oh, I love it. That's, that's mm-hmm. one of my Much favorite mm-hmm. Telltale games. That was, the, that that was all, right after this, right? But it's like it's like they. I, I feel like they never really recaptured the magic of season one of Walking Dead. Like it, yeah. it probably. But is I, their I, best. Let, let me say this though, because I was working on games and writing documents. I think it made game stories better forever. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like uh, it deserves credit for that because game stories were really fucking bad uh, <laughs> around around 2010. Sure, and uh, well, it was it was uh, a if I'm remembering correctly, it was a pretty watershed game for uh, for episodic releases episodic, in general. Well, just, well, just prioritizing writing and yeah. uh, and mm-hmm. because normally the writer is at the service of like, eh, looks like his head's not made of metal. Can you rewrite the whole game? Uh, we couldn't, couldn't well, that, figure out how to do that Well, that's the other thing is, is game stories tend to suffer because you have to give a player agency. So you can't write too much about what the character is doing because you never know what the player will do. Whereas, versus like the Telltale games, really, the writing got really good when you kind of took most of that agency away other than the rubber band effect you guys right. are talking about. It's, it's choose your own adventure yeah, and at the yeah, end yeah, of the day. Basically. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing at all. I mean, listen, choose your own adventure books <laughs> get very dark sometimes. <laughs> oh, sure. There's some grisly deaths in those books. Right. Um, and I also, I mean, I also just feel like generally like the road tripping of this game is also just inspired by the, the way that, that the series itself works, right? And I'll admit I have not read much of the comic, but at least the television show. And frankly, this right. is one reason why I stopped after season one, because I could tell what it was going to be, was... um you know, at each season is, it's that thing again. It's, we need a journey to a place because it's safe. Oh no, it's not safe. And let's and do that for a decade. Good job, AMC. Anyways. I, 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 so Michael in this same pattern. There's nothing more important in this game to, to remember other than Kenny's boat. But it is also an irrational, uh, it is an irrational goal mm-hmm. that is set up in, in a series of irrational goals. Like, we don't know what's out there, but, I know one place we can walk to, so we should try. 
because maybe it'll be better than it is right here, and the reality is it never. Because it's never. maybe boat, but but at the, be, at the beginning, it doesn't the seem SS, at all irrational. Like you imagine, if this thing has just started a few days ago, mm. this makes perfect sense. So, what's your family's plan? Get back on down to Lauderdale and let this mess get sorted out. Government will start handing out shots, and the National Guard will do its thing. On the odd chance things got too bad, we could. Hop on my boat, I guess. You've got a boat. I'm a commercial fisherman, catching mackerel, dolphin, whatever's biting and paying. Katya wouldn't be wild about it, but the boat's not that bad. Yeah, the boat Wait, goes did he from say a... he catches dolphin. What yes. the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Florida man. <laughs> like, but but okay, you just met tuna. me. Mm-hmm. Who admits that when you just met someone? Like, yeah, man, I catch dolphins. It's cool. Yeah, fuck man. those dolphins. <laughs> Yeah. With my tuna. I catch them so that you can fuck those dolphins. Hey, <laughs> not my fault they're after my tuna. Hey, question about this game. I'm sure someone has to have created a mod by now that replaces every walker with Walker Texas Ranger, right? Like, that has to be a thing. <laughs> Did you? Well, I think um, we talked about it a few years ago, but when the, 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 the company went under... They released every stupid thing they ever did, including like making a giant Lee that Godzilla is the entire end of the game. <laughs> uh, it was awesome. It was like every st- stupid thing you could do in that game. And, you know, the, 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 the engine was pretty rudimentary, so they could do a lot of silly stuff. Mm. But it was. I never got what? a chance to do it, and it's a moot point now that, you know, Telltale is, is long gone, but I always wanted to do a an April Fool's video during my GameSpot days of Telltale's The Golden Girls. And I just very much wanted to just take clips and just, you know, put up the, like, Xbox UI and, like, during moments of dramatic pause, make it look as if people were making the decisions and, like, Blanche will remember that. Blanche will remember and that. I never, yeah. And I never got yeah, the yeah. chance to do it. Uh, and it doesn't matter now, so I'm just going to throw it into the ether. Oh, but, uh, God. Rose yeah. is really going to date that guy in the Confederate shirt. All right. <laughs> Whatever. Like, I feel like they should make that game, but introduce a player character who's just, like, a, a mute old woman who's just known as the Rookie. <laughs> oh my god I got yeah, it. she's in her 70s Man, you gotta have a three on three fighting game that's a crossover with designing women I would be all about Ooh, that like, or, or like like Streets of Rage but with the Golden Girls oh, you know that that was my plan but you came up with that Delta Burke variant <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding out for I'm the Delta Burke oh my god someone make a tweet with Delta Burke please for the love of god <laughs> like my, oh. my my summer plans picture the golden girls uh, the delta, delta Bird. Oh, <laughs> if that's listen if that's not already a post hardcore band somewhere in the US and <laughs> it is now the delta burke variant <laughs> oh man all right well we should wrap this thing up road trips are oh, a great thing to enjoy in post covid america <laughs> don't do them do it. Don't outro this like you've been a hostage here. <laughs> my, the last roommate I had, uh, in my previous place, he and I think maybe his boyfriend or someone, they unfortunately went on a road trip, like just as COVID was setting in, like, cause they had no idea what it was going to be. And so he comes back, like, I was, I was like, oh, I thought you were going to be gone like a week, like two weeks, or whatever. He's like, yeah, we got to New Orleans and couldn't do anything. Yes. <laughs> just like, oof. We were trapped by the walkers. <laughs> <laughs> Trapped by the Walker Texas Rangers. Mm-hmm. Michael, do we have our, our our number zero entry we wanted to throw on here? Oh sure. Um. Yeah. All right. What the hell? Number zero. Uh, is Desert Bus 
<laughs> the part, wow. part of Penn and Teller's Smoke and Mirrors, which was never released for Sega CD. But uh, yeah. Desert Bus recreates the eight-hour bus trip from Los Angeles to Las Vegas. Oh, I think no, I think it's somewhere in Arizona to Vegas because it's all just desert the entire way. Yeah, yeah okay. like the whole point. Here's what it's... we're gonna do. We're gonna, it's gonna be uh, it, John the, Madden. The... No, that was his, that was <laughs> his pen. Wasn't it started it? his pen teller and quickly became John Madden. I gave up on it. I can do a great oh, teller though. Teller. <laughs> I can't do pen. Well, if you can, can do, do pen, you can also do the Comedy Central intros. So you're good. That's true. That's true. Coming up next. Comics. On we're going to do a trick upside down. Okay, there it is. We're going to do a trick. We're going to hang upside down. I had it for a moment. Do, ah, now talk so, about libertarianism. Talk about libertarianism. Yeah. See, the thing about impressions, you can't, like, plan to do it. You just got to, like, spontaneous. Well, teller hit a card in his ass. <laughs> if David Letterman can guess it, we won't cover his head with roaches. And you, you I are, mean, you are, my partner's head in cement. You were right, by the way, Matt. It's Tucson, Arizona to Las Vegas, Nevada. Just desert the whole way. Eight hours. But you can't just hold down the gas because the bus has a slight veer to the right. <laughs> That's the best part. It's well, okay. So first of all, this is the most accurate portrayal of any road trip, especially that part of the United States. Like I've done that. I I did like a Me trip too. driving through part of Arizona and Nevada, and it's like, yeah, you're just gonna see desert the whole way. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. it had to be zero because Michael points out was never actually officially released it, it was that mini it was like probably the biggest mini game on that smoke and mirrors collection that never mm. saw the sega cd light of day but mm. all of those games were meant to be pranks and jokes you played on your friend because like the big joke of this is you what your reward for the eight hour trip uh is you get one point when you mm-hmm. get there and then you get the choice <laughs> to turn around and do the trip again to which you'll get another point and maybe see Different colors in the sky from sunset and nighttime. That is the only change you see that entire game. Yeah, yeah. Their only other game is that I, I, I haven't, I can't. If it's on sale, I'll buy it. The VR one. Oh sure, there's but a it VR is, desert. It bus? is meant to. There's a pen. Uh, there's a, there is a desert bus VR. I'm pretty sure, but there's a. I thought there's a pen and. Uh, there's a pen and teller VR game VR that's all game. that is literally magic you can do on your friends that the game helps. Yeah. Aid. Mm. That's yeah. cool. And, uh, yeah, it is. It, it sounds really fucking cool, but like, I'm not paying forty dollars for that shit. I don't have people over at my house now. I'm on my yeah. second fucking COVID test of the month. In other news, my next framework video is going to be on Desert Bus, so everybody tune in. Nice. <laughs> I'm going to tell oh. tell everybody about how it's actually a Marxist parallel story. <laughs> well, there, there is there is some variation here. If you veer off the road, the bus will stall and be towed back to Tucson. Also in real time. Yes, in real time. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's, it's such so a So if you're six hours in, game. you'll have to wait six hours while you get towed back. By the way, Chris, the name of their VR game is priceless. It's Pin and Teller VR F U, 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 and U. That's great. Uh, it, it's an acronym, but. Um, uh, frankly, yeah. unfair, unkind, unnecessary, yes. Uh, and underhanded. Hmm. That's there. Yeah. Yes. But it's F U. Pin and Teller are legitimately fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I fall into not only their uh, fool us videos, but like, mm-hmm. dude, their old talk show appearances—they are wonderful, mm-hmm. wonderful. And I they always explain to you how they do their shit. I just had a self-realization. For some reason, in my head, I always confuse Teller with Art Garfunkel, <laughs> just because they're the, the curly <laughs> I see it. Hair guy. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> Oh, they're kind of the, the second the second man in a group, and they're the quiet ones, you know. I don't know. It's, it's how well, they, did, the they did take that famous picture where Teller stood behind Pendulette. He had to stand on like eight apple boxes to do it, but yeah. 
Let's go to break. All right. Let's, uh, yeah, on that note, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, some news, some other stuff. So stay tuned. Get scratching. Do you like Video Game Apocalypse in 30 2010? Well, the LaserTime Patreon has figured out a way to combine the two. Over at patreon.com slash lasertime, we've taken a month's worth of 302010's games from 30, 20, and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts, Michael Raparez and Matthew Allen from Video Game Apocalypse. And with our combined three decades plus in the games industry, we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month. Here's a recent sample. And then my absolute favorite thing I'd never heard of until Michael put it in this doc. The Flintstones colon Burger Time and Bedrock. I wanted to find more trademark screens, but this is very much the arcade classic Burger Time. Yep. Done with me, your pal Fred. And he beats up, he beats up like the Great Gazoo as if he's an enemy. But it is like a, a much slower Burger Time with a story. You know what they don't have? What they didn't shell out for? The Flintstones theme. But the Flintstones theme they came up with for Flintstones Burger Time in Bedrock is one of the most sublime and melancholy things I've ever heard. It's there, yeah, this man. is a, this is sadder. Like <laughs> like if Wilma leaves Fred, this is what this is what he's driving through with him in the middle of the movie. He's driving through the rain. Flintstones meet the Flintstones. <laughs> that is like. Am I really not attentive enough for Wilma? I'm too old to move on. <laughs> So, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 302010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash lasertime in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support all of the Lasertime shows, including Video Game Apocalypse, right guys? Yeah! And welcome back to our final segment, where we're just going to jump straight into... No joke this week because we got a lot to cover, like uh, Marvel's Adventures War for Wakanda. Yeah, I'm back, baby. I'm back in Marvel's Avengers for this campaign, then I'm out again. Then I'll be out again. Um, Finally giving us that (laughs) Boswick Chadman uh, Black Panther content we crave. Oh, no. Don't we got a hey, it's it's good synergy with the what if episode from this I was week. gonna say like I I just watched that I, I I'm sure they'll do I'm sure Marvel will have a good send off live action for it. oh sure Chadwick Boseman this really makes me sad by the way so I don't like talking about it but that what if episode was really amazing mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. I couldn't help but think about this Wakanda pack for the Avengers game like was this released to coincide with it I felt bad for them because like. Chadwick Boseman gets to be Black Panther again a year after his death. And, and that's that's scratching... Well, that's the biggest part of the episode. But again, the episode is great. I will not spoil anything. But it's what if Yondu kidnapped T'Challa instead of uh, yeah, Peter Quill? Well, one, one of the issues we had with 
Avengers when it came out was it is like not the Marvel Cinematic right. versions of the characters you're used to. And yeah. so it, it's like the stuntmen. Well, it makes sense in this game then that this is my first non-Bozeman T'Challa, and it's like, he's not doing a Bozeman impression even. Like, he, he, he talks, obviously, with a similar accent, because, you know, it's supposed to be from Wakanda with the Wakanda. I get the like, feeling this woman does not season her food. Sorry, that's from <laughs> Exactly. I'm guessing she adds something weird, like raisins. Like raisins. Right, right. And, and no oh, paprika, no salt. Uh, no, but, but the guy doing... <laughs> The guy doing T'Challa is doing his own T'Challa, which is nice. Like, it's like, okay, cool. Like, you it's know. French, though, for some reason. I don't get it. Moulin! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Black Panther! Um, so Welcome the reason I couldn't wait to talk about this expansion is this made me think about if I actually like Marvel's The Avengers or not. <laughs> like, and, mm. and I'm going, well, okay. So when the original came out, I think I said on the show, like, play the campaign. The campaign's worth it. And whenever that game's on sale for like 10 or 20 bucks, grab it. And here's here's why it's worth it. it the campaign's fun, and it ma- really made me think. They're like, well, why did I like it? Because actually, the the moment to moment combat stuff, it's just a really button mashy brawl, right? Yeah, it's 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 I, I don't it, it. it helped me to reframe this game to think of it like, okay, this is a basically Marvel Ultimate Alliance from a different point of view. It's it's an over the shoulder camera instead of a top down. And if you think of it that way, you're like, okay, this is pretty cool. I'm getting to play as my favorite marvel characters which by the way this is the only way to do that on consoles so that's another reason i like it is like (sighs) okay i'm getting to play a black panther game that in the old games industry we would have had a tie-in game but we of course never had one so you got a a Fortnite unlock you're a year too late for but in this in in this you know expansion it's i get to play a little mini black panther game like and the expansion itself not very long uh i've I've been playing it like two and a half hours, and it says I'm like 80% through. So this is like a one or two sitting expansion. Wakanda looks great. Uh, There's some weirdness with the game. I took a screenshot I wanted to send you guys. Where There's some weird artifacting that goes on. There's two modes to to the PS5 version of the Avengers. You can either choose 4K, which is constant 4K, and frame rate's probably 30, 30 frames per second. And then there's performance mode where... They don't tell you the resolution, but you know it's going to probably be variable under it's 4K. It's why I would have bought a PS5, which I didn't, even though I did. So what happens in the performance mode, though, is occasionally, like, the variable rate resolution, you'll see huge pixels, like, on the screen. I'm like, oh, wow, they really had to go down in the resolution to make that one work. Like, it's, uh... I, I chose the 4K mode because I played the original in 30 frames and it was fine. I don't need everything mm. to look like a fucking home video uh, movement, like like, like a British sitcom. <laughs> but uh, but no, it's for what it is. It is a fun Black Panther campaign um, where you get to play as Black Panther and and he and he plays differently than any of the characters, which is you know one of the things that game does really well is each character feels different. distinct. He so he relies on this system. Um, God, I'm, I'm totally blanking on the name. It's it's like a bar that charges. You get rewarded by doing things like parrying enemy attacks, and that bar charges up. And then a lot of Black Panther's specials are based on okay, hold this trigger with your bar charged up, and you'll do more power. So he's like a brawler with like a kind of a cool mechanic where you have to mode. you have to moderate you know this this <laughs> thing that this this bar right. And then his special attacks are kind of fun too. Like his ultimate special calls down the panther god to like help him and it goes around the field and kills dudes. And one is like these beads that will heal but also like weaken enemies. So he's a fun character to play as. And 
like it's weird like some of the campaign missions the the mini campaign it gives you the option like do you want to play as a different character i'm like why would you play as anyone but black panther <laughs> let and, me and play this? hawkeye what are the hawkeyes <laughs> i mean they're they already did the hawkeye campaign and it was very small and didn't get a lot of talk from people but um i should say uh campaign's free and the, the reason is like this game has so much with the currency and the, oh, you got to buy this battle pass if you want to earn the new cool Black Panther costume. And, oh, we're selling this bundle for 10, for like $11. You can get like a costume and a special emo. And I'm like, all that shit is the stuff that has always bothered me about the game and is there more than ever. I, I am rarely that person. Like, I'll hold out for this thing I love dearly and would like to experience and wait for the cheap game of the year version and this is still taking for fucking ever because this supposed to be the spider-man still supposed to come to this console oh, yeah. they, this they, game. they did confirm he's still coming like, like in 2021 yeah but they, well, he, they said it's this year but they they haven't even committed to like oh there will be a campaign because they can't do that because he's only in the ps4 and 5 versions he's not on xbox so right. like because sony still has they can only add him as a character yep. which you know this is not as cool but like i would say this like this game is a lot like Destiny to me, whereas, like, if you're going to come back to it, just know it has changed a lot since you mm. probably last played it. Forget all the servicey shit around it. If you don't want to dive back in long term, just play through the campaign. It's probably four to five hours total. It's fun to experience the story. And like I mentioned before, like, you can find this game on sale for, like, $20 now. Do that. Get these free expansions as they come out if you if you like the story stuff. But, like, yeah, you don't don't feel the need to stick around and pay like $15 for character skins that don't do, even do have powers bows, man mm. do it, like I, that 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 what if episode um, like made me cry i thought that was is it is way, it out already i thought it yeah, was yeah it was it was way more expensive fan service than i ever expected mm. but this thing just reminds you like how cool black panther is as a character and how fucking cool wakanda is and right. they you know the way they make, they make wakanda look it's beautiful and it's a great looking game, so yeah, you know. But that's it's uh if you have that game it's free, so go try it out. And if you don't have the game, I'd maybe say wait for that game to get on sale and you'll have you'll have this waiting for you when you go to want to play it. So I intend to. I say is Beldar Conehead. <laughs> An- another beautiful <laughs> game I played, or at least a demo, um I tried out that Tales of Arise demo came out today as we're recording this, and um Unfortunately, I it's my first Tales of experience. I have Vesperia, I think, you know, definitive editions waiting for me in my GameCube. But um, my impressions of this game so far in playing the demo is it's like it's like a really beautiful version. It's it's like Dragon Quest XI in terms of like okay, this cool anime cell shading, but with a different art style. Obviously, it's like kind of a you know less of that Dragon hmm. Questy anime look, but um, it looks great. But it's a JRPG. Like there's a, there's some really cool combat mechanics and systems going on where you can kind of like you you enter a bunch of inputs and it stacks your attacks like in kind of this little reservoir thing and then you know plays out in real time and then you can change stuff on the fly or whatever. And then there's there's like team up attacks with the team members if you can get an enemy like break bar to a certain break limit or whatever. But so it's 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 very fun. A lot going on. Um, but yeah, I, I'd say like. If you've never played a Tales of series, just check it out if you're into JRPGs, because to me, that, that's exactly the position I'm in. And I'm like, hey, I'm super compelled. Like, maybe I should play Tales of Arise when it comes out. And if not, I'll go back and try Vesperia, which everyone says is the best one. So. Hmm. Came out on 360 originally. 
Yeah, they they had a they had like an HD remaster last year. Sure. That's I I played the yeah I played the Switch port of Vesperia. That's the only Tales experience I've had. But it's a long running series, so it's another one of uh, one of those things too, where it's like if you've played the others and you like them, I'm willing to bet you'll like this too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Willing to bet you're not very discerning. <laughs> Long running all the way back to Super Famicom. I just think Tales mm-hmm. fans are a very dedicated group. You know? But I'd say if you haven't played, like it's if just if you're into JRPGs, like check it out because this is like it feels like there's no bad place to hop into the Tales series because I I don't think they have like you know characters that run from game to game like it's always different characters and always yeah. different stories so you know. This is as good a none of them, as any. None of them have reviewed over a seven or eight as far as long as I've been paying attention. <laughs> and but so, they're, but like, they're uh, always in that range. Like they're always like in that are, eight range because you know, they're, like, they're they're dependable grindy RPGs, and I, I I know what it's like to love that shit. I really do. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I just need a little more. Yeah. I mean, I mean that that tier of RPG. I can't think of another thing other than Tales that fills that niche right now, you know? Like, you have your giant prestige ones that release, right? Your Final Fantasies, etc. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's it's like the single-A single a RPG tier, or double-A yeah. RPG tier. Yeah, exactly. Like, games that are probably giant in Japan, but over in the States, at least, they're, they're not as big. We kind yeah. Of, oh, okay. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, so I'd, I'd say, hey, free demo. Check it out. Uh, that I, got, I was playing it on Xbox Series X, so yeah, it was really cool. Mm. Michael, what the fuck's going on with Boyfriend Dungeon? Oh, wow, lots oh of weird stuff. Um, I, I played a little bit of it just to see like what it is, and uh, it is a kind of cute dungeon crawler. Uh, you play as a person with apparently severe social anxiety who moves to a new town, and you meet your cousin who helps you move in, and he's like, so we're going to help you with your little problem. And like, what problem is that? You've never been on a date in your life. So uh, this is a great time to meet new people or maybe just make new friends. I don't know. You do what you want to do. And uh, so um, you you can uh, pick your gender. And then uh, the thing to do in this town that you've moved to is uh, people love to transform into weapons. And if you can't transform into a weapon, that's okay. You can be a wielder. And uh, wielders and weapon people... Uh, tend to, you know, strengthen the bonds of their relationship by going into local dungeons together. Not sex dungeons, but monster-filled dungeons where they'll be confronted by manifestations of their own fears. The first one is a local mall. I mean, uh, that's a type of sex dungeon for some people. Sure. Don't kink shame. Yeah, I guess. But uh, I'm sure there's a weapon fetish. Mm-hmm. Well, that, my favorite thing about this game so far is uh, Red Rock 963 posted a screenshot of just like, I think I just got a dick pic from a sword because it's like geez, this, oh, yeah, this yeah. person like chatting up a sword on a mobile app, yeah. and then it's like, yeah, it'll show me, and it's like just a picture of a, a sword hilt. Like, okay, yeah, yeah check out that hilt. Yeah, I guess I guess you'll get into the the whole thing in, in the news section. About I can't that. I can't wait because as someone who's not on Twitter, I'm just like, huh? It's uh, it's yeah. a thing, I, man. I sent you guys a tally for. I have no idea what you guys are fucking talking. We'll about. get into it, but, but apparently it has it like so. It has some fairly extraordinary content warnings that are not extraordinary enough. That say things mm-hmm. like you know, if it, it, it has depictions or representations of unwanted advances and uh, stuff like that, and it's like, no, that's not that's not descriptive enough. And then it it also asks you like. Your character will sometimes be sent uh, supportive texts from a character named Mom. Is this okay with you? 
It's like, what? <laughs> I'm omniscient. Yes. <laughs> Why do I need to approve that? I, I don't know. I, so let's. I mean, let's, let, honestly, this is the a mom, great chance to talk about the controversy because yeah. it, it yeah. does tie into a lot of people's. I think it was IGN's review yeah. that brought it up. Mm-hmm. Like the, so, the controversy. I'll say is it's not so much about the mom one. I think that was kind of a universal. Like people were like, actually, that's kind of neat because like. Yeah. Because are like I remember like even in like the latest Animal Crossing right like sometimes you'll you'll get a letter from your mom in that game and I'll have a brief like moment where my brain will break and I'll be like wait my mom doesn't have a switch oh right they just do this mm-hmm. and you know for some people who maybe their mother isn't around anymore I can get why that is whatever but the controversy is about the um the 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 uh, content warning right. or the trigger warning to speak colloquially and I. If I remember correctly, I think the phrasing, it says it makes reference to uh, instances of, like, stalking and unwanted advances or something like that. Correct. Yeah, I, yeah. I took a yeah. picture of it on my phone. So the exact wording is, this game may include references to unwanted advances, stalking, and other forms of emotional manipulation play with care. Yeah, it, this game so may... The, the may the may part is not accurate because, and I guess we maybe have to get into some spoilers, right? Yeah, I think uh, I think it's, yeah. it's fine to spoil like that. The, the, there is yeah. a character who will like turns into a stalker, and yeah. they will start texting you, and you can apparently not uh, complete the story unless you engage with their texts and respond to them. Well, I, I think it. Uh, th- this is this is me who, who's, who's learning about this now from what I've read about it, the may is the misleading part where it's like, sure. no, you definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. if you yeah, play yeah, this you, game, you, you have to, engage. to, yeah. to finish the story. You have to interact with this yeah. person. Who they would have been better off not putting in that in there at all. Well, yeah. I, I was wondering, like, was May meant to be like, hey, we're hedging against a spoiler by telling you this will happen? Probably. Like, probably. Cause it's definitely like, it needs to be said definitively. Like, I'll give them that. Uh, like, like I will agree. Like, the wording on that probably could have been clearer, like, or, or just even definitive, just saying this game contains this and like, and that warning at the top should be sufficient, you know, but then what's not okay is what has happened as a result of that, sure, which yeah. is people outright like harassing the devs over how dare you include something like this in your product. Uh, right. The, the, the voice actor behind that character has received harassment. And it's right, like, just it, for it, playing a bad guy. Just, yeah. just for playing, and it's like that's sorry, that's what that's what antagonists do. It's yeah. kind of yes. like it's it's almost like I remember people were upset about one of the Far Cry covers when like this villain is he has his head, he's standing on oh, a Voss, a, Voss an indigenous Duggan person's head. head. It's like he's the bad guy. Like yeah. that's oh. a bad thing to do. We know that's a bad thing to do. He's doing it because he's the bad guy. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and so like it's like the amount of like. Again, like just harassment the devs have received over this is not. And you've had people outright saying like, "Can't just change the game to make us not have to do this." Like it's yeah. there is a. I don't want to say sense of entitlement because I understand if people don't want to engage with certain things. Totally, I totally get it. But at the same time, th- the developer can include what they want in the game. And yes, the warning should be made more uh, declarative and not suggestive at the top of the game. But the but. But that's it. That's where it stops for me. We have to recognize that even that, though, is a newer thing that, like... Oh, sure. The dev... People are faulting the dev for trying. There's plenty of developers who wouldn't have thought to include that warning. Like, they're they're trying to be... Everyone on the continent of Japan. And you know that that Twitter game that you sometimes play where you see people being angry about something that isn't clear, and so you have to sort of work backwards to try and find out what they're mad about? Uh Uh-huh. That that is the Twitter game. The hardest is when someone 
just tweets something and it's not attached to anything and it just says, oh, come on, in yes. all caps. Oh, yeah. And you're to, like, to me, for what? this, that, that started with like seeing writers that I follow getting angry about, like, why is it that there is this segment of queer fandom that, dem- and that, that is a word I feel uncomfortable using, even in 2021, but that there's a, a segment of this fandom that uh, insists that queer media be squeaky clean and wholesome and can never do anything problematic and and holds it to task as if it had actually done those things if it depicts it like right yeah i i hmm. I, I i had i hated hearing you guys talk about this and like you're like yeah people are talking about this game i'm like no twitter's talking about this game because <laughs> yes, i've been reading is, yeah that's true like no it, one else is it, it, and like it's a, I, it's and a I, squeaky I would, wheel situation i googled sure. some articles and like even the people in the comments like what the fuck are you talking about like is this just a Twitter problem? Like, no one really understands this. It's, and like, it's people and, and, in and, our But, but I, I do want to express, in my life, who I am, my major concern is spoilers. Mm-hmm. I don't want to encounter spoilers ever. But my, my not wanting to encounter spoilers does not supersede triggering trauma, people. I am yeah, not right. saying that even, even slightly. Uh, but I think that's where a lot of people are coming from, where the yeah. uh, the idea, like, I, I do think it's more, I've been dealing that with movies for years. I'll watch a movie on a paid channel when I'm at my parents' house, <laughs> and it'll just be like, rape. I'm like, well, that is, goes beyond a content descriptor, and be like, that is that's a scene yeah. I'm expected to see. Yeah. Uh, that, that is different than sexual content. Yeah. Uh, but, but I get it, and I would never argue against it, because I wouldn't want to be a fucking rape victim right, want, of, watching of a rape scene yeah. in a movie that I, yeah, hundred percent unprepared, uh, and I don't think any anybody should have to have to deal with that. But like this, also like just depicting it, is it really a sin? That's kind of where the issue is: is you mm-hmm. have people who are angry at them for even having that as part of the game. Yeah, making it a central theme and us talking about people like that is kind of important. And, and like, yeah, I remember when we were like yelling at people for Gamergate. One of the things I don't want to say which one of us said it, but I was like. You, you it was me. To... I'll take the blame. I have no idea what you're about <laughs> to say. So this may be it, it was just like like you don't have to like everything, and, and and you don't have to like everything. And the idea that you think every game is made for you is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. And 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 like I don't I don't know what what the proper way is to because I feel like this game was this game's problem is that it, it seems so inviting to the type of people who are trying to escape trauma like this hmm. and then kind of yeah. turned on them. Yeah. Am I, am I, mistaken? I, I could be that. mistaken. I could be totally mistaken. I, I think that's what we're, we're, we're saying though is like one of the reasons it seems so weird is like there are so many developers who wouldn't have, this is clearly a developer who's aware of these things and aware of the need for these things. And, and yet they get kind of held to a higher standard than, devs who would never think to put a content warning like this of like yeah the people they're, they're people are getting mad at them for trying and i'm just like dude like yeah. i get it and yes they can improve and they are being very apologetic and being like you're right we can we'll change the wording mm-hmm. and all this stuff but it's like they're still getting attacked for that yeah. and harassed for trying and i'm like please yeah. and all like, this for a game that is at its core about a little lego person using light and heavy attacks to attack action <laughs> rpg monsters like yeah. that's that's basically the meat yeah. of the game is it's it, it's a little action rpg dungeon mm-hmm. crawler that has this dating sim element yeah. tacked on it's tricky because often the dating sims and then by association visual novels tend to be a space where like people usually get weird and dark like almost by design yeah i, I don't mm-hmm. I, I sometimes don't understand that where like this character is going to have his head split open and die 
But if he stalks me, I draw the line. Like, like it's difficult to know. How do you do that as, as a content creator to know which right. one of these things is completely off limits? Right. Well, that's the thing is, is sometimes you, it's almost it, it's it's comes be a, a tricky sort of like bell curve thing where you have something like Doki Doki Literature Club, which is a full on visual novel, but is full of it, the darkest in horrifying visuals you can get. And the and it was never marketed that way because the point of that game is going in. It's old enough now that I can talk no. about this freely. Yeah, sure, is sure. you go in thinking it's just a cutesy dating sim and whoa, this girl just hung herself. What actually is this game about? But there are no warnings on that, and there was no controversy uh, there, around there are now. it. The, the dev yeah. went back and Pre- put oh yeah, I guess now yeah. Mm-hmm. But initially none, and initially the buzz there was like, oh yo, you, you're not going to expect it. You need to play this game. It was a thing where you like pass it on to a friend. Yeah, and it, was, like, it was like the ring or something like that. It was yeah. like oh, it's a cursed game. Yeah, and so I think at the end of the day, like what we have, I mean, like as tried as it is to say, like. And I know I'm speaking from, you know, from a white, cis, straight point of view here. But, like, oh, to me... I can, I can shut this... up. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, it, it, to me it, like, it seems like, yeah, man, I got I got no... I got no to ever see my blood whatsoever. The, 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 the 30% Italian doesn't matter here. But, like... Normally, but like, I will it, be it's... honest. I don't care what your criticism of what I'm saying is. But I honestly don't get this. And right. I'm curious to hear what... Well, the, the, what the issue is because I, I, I I'm yeah. I'm concerned. The preamble I, like, there, the preamble there for me was just to say like I think it is a teachable moment where we right. look at I, this and say like okay, this game has obviously stalking is a terrible awful thing. It can be traumatizing to people, and so lesson one: if you're gonna have something, make the content warning definitive because yes, it is there and there is no way to avoid it in the game. And secondly, for the consumer, like listen. You can inform a dev about something in a way that is helpful and constructive for them to fix the problem, or you can just yell at them and run them through the ringer, like 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 certain people have done on Twitter in a completely unhelpful way, which involves straight up harassing the person who just played the character. I mean, at a glance, this is the first time I've seen rational people like, hey man, some of this stuff is performative and not helpful, the way we are criticizing the situation. Well, it's it's when it when it goes from criticism to abuse is that's never helpful, right. and that's that's always when this stuff gets out of hand. And, and right. typically, for a lot of the stories we talk about here, is like there's a tiny subset of people that do that. But for this one, I guess maybe it is just Michael and I Twitter world. It felt like a big issue in and all anyone talked about with the game. It was know? it was the Twitter issue of the day when it happened. It's also something that's that's hard for us to understand, and I, I do want to recognize that. And yeah try and be empathetic towards all that. Um, and, you know, other than the yeah. Taliban stuff, a very slow news week. <laughs> by that, I mean <laughs> did you not see, a slow Did you see week. that clip, by the way? I didn't think I'd get a chance to mention this. Going around on Twitter of some Fox News host, it just it's like a five-second break somebody snapped of it coming back from break and the host is just like it's hot boy summer and the taliban have taken the city of whatever it's called <laughs> and that's literally how they I mean, start okay. their news break tucker carlson is on tv right now saying the taliban rule is preferable because they don't do gender pronouns mm-hmm. it might be time to refocus what we're mad at 
And um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> let's re- just recalibrate and focus that beam to someone who's not a voice actor. <laughs> I don't know how to draw the line of suggesting that a decapitation of Tucker Carlson would be a great thing without just making it an outright threat on a podcast that doesn't yeah, belong to me. He but just said it, and I'm else, signing off on it. You can I just, think it, everybody else can just connect the dots. I'm not saying I think it one. should happen, but I'm giving Tony a thumbs up and thinking we should talk about it next week too. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and um, but yeah, like so at the end of the day for me, like. Content warnings, I think, are a helpful thing. Yeah. Uh, they are, as Matthew said, a relatively new thing. Um, I, I mean, I, in the way that we think of them now, right? Because you've and had your seizure right, warnings and things we're, like we're, that yeah, for yeah, so yeah. long. We're, we're not saying that people being shitty for so long was the right way. We're just saying, hey, content no, of warnings course, are of course. a new yeah, thing. I'm just saying it's know? a new thing, so therefore, we can take these moments where maybe it wasn't done as, as yeah. well as it could have been done and, and work on it and do better next time. I hate talking about this in general because I have to talk about a game I had no intention of ever playing as <laughs> if I care about what it's doing. Michael, at the end of the day, does. as a game, I, I hate dating sims. I hate them. I hate games where you just read. The only one I ever played all the way through is Dream Daddy because it was funny. Mm-hmm. But like you mentioned, there was actual <laughs> gameplay to this. Yes, right? there is okay. actual gameplay. It is a, a light action RPG. Uh, dungeon crawling and uh yeah and and i i will say like you know to be fair i have not seen the scenes that are con- causing so much controversy they might be horrible but i'm kind of of the opinion that it's just like at the end of the day this is pre-written dialogue that's appearing on the screen of an imaginary character's phone um so yeah i can understand not particularly wanting to engage with it but at the same time like it can't hurt you there's not going to be a person on the other it, it, side that feels offended or upset by anything you're going to say. Isn't that the point of fiction? Is yeah. it lets you experience yeah. things that you I know don't, uh, in a safe I way. Like, the yes. only the only thing the only thing I'm trying to point out is I think the people who wanted to play this game the most are the mm-hmm. most miffed by the yeah. content in the yeah. game. Sure, and and, and I that we ha- we should probably make more of an effort to understand. Yeah, well, I will say just to sympathize a bit too, because like you know, like I said, I am coming from a privileged point of view on this. I acknowledge that. Um, sure. To we give an example are. of a time when like I was like bothered by something, but not to a degree where I would ever attack anybody over it. Um, uh, when Bug Snacks came out, absolutely Ooh. adore that game. Still do. There is a character who um, uh, the plot is that his wife has left him, and. Uh, his wife's name in that game is one letter different from the person who I thought I was going to marry <laughs> not oh, long before that game released. <laughs> so, you want to talk about things like that can be a little triggering when playing a game? Yes, the, it sometimes happens. And you know what? That did bother me a bit when I was playing it. But you know what? I didn't harass the devs over it. Mm. Uh, and I think that's, like I said... How so, dare you include a name similar to my ex-fiancé? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, I, I, I hadn't I hadn't bought a ring just yet, but it was mm. it was it was getting there. But anyways, but so so let's say like you know, it's, it's, like, it's once like, again is Victoria's Secret model girlfriend who's in Canada that none of us have ever seen. But but I think no you're proving you're proving the point though, Tony, is that you were slightly traumatized yeah, by this. Incident, I was bo- right? yes, I was bothered by it. So I'm acknowledging that like yeah, there are things in games that can bother people. I I have had that happen. For well, sure. I mean, I mean, yeah, I've had family members die certain ways that that yeah, when, exactly. when when portrayed in fictional things, like like it's like oh man, like it remind of course it reminds us of these things that have happened to us. But yeah, it's I, you know I think content yeah. warnings are a good thing, and I think we should give devs credit for trying. And like Tony said, let's try to correct course correct in a constructive way and not yeah. threaten them physically. Yeah, you, you know, you got to be constructive. Be clear, yeah, and I invite the same thing on anything I said here. Please, like, totally. if there's constructive criticism to have on any of the points I raised, I want to hear it because I would also like to do better at 
you know, I'm just discussing these things, right? I'm not, I don't create games. I create yeah, things, but I don't create games. So I'm, I'm fully open to that. Like, I create please. words and podcasts, but I, I, but I always try and emphasize like whatever offends you in a game never offends me. I will never notice it unless you tell me how you're offended. Cause and I, I, I genuinely want to know, but, but like right, I yeah. did look at this and just like, Fuck, I'm so old and like I don't understand what the fuck <laughs> what the fuck the issue is, but I want to. Uh I, I, I want to because uh yeah, no one should have to feel like I, I I'm trying to understand it as people who wanted to love this game the most finding a way to not love it. And I and that's the best thing I could never mind. I don't want to talk about you. this anymore at all. Let's talk about Road ninety six, <laughs> Michael. I think all we right. started yeah, to talk about this. Let's thing. talk about Road ninety six, which the is butt to shoulders. I'm trying <laughs> yeah, to say yeah, nice to shoulder road trip, yep. The, the partial inspiration for the top five. Um, this is a kind of uh, surprisingly silly little game about uh, you are uh, one of various teenagers who are trying to escape a country under tyrannical rule. The, the, the president who's just elected in a landslide victory is, is like it does not beat around the bush. He is called Tyrak. And everyone in a position of authority loves yes, him. Yes, you have elected Tyrak, <laughs> the alien invader. I, I didn't know that's how he would sound until Another you said it out loud. Another thousand years time for Tyrak. Tyrak, leader of the great republic of Tyrakia. Yes, I will not hold your ties. That's a Tyrak. I'm Tyrak. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, maybe his name's like uh, Tyrak. This is not a like... game with an equal score and also large breasts. That's a Tyrak <laughs> as well. No, it it is um it's pronounced Tyrak. He looks vaguely like Leonid Brechnev, the old Soviet premier. Uh, but uh, it's it's just not pretending you know who that is, guys. Just go, mm-hmm. yeah. Totally. So it's like mm-hmm. imagine. I was trying to figure out how to f- do that voice I just did, but with a Russian accent, and that's just <laughs> too much work for this hour of the night. <laughs> I'm Brezhnev. <laughs> yes, very much. <laughs> oh, you just sound nah, like Donkey Baltakimus now. It's thank you very much. A little bit. Yes. <laughs> I I was frequently compared with Russian bear because we kind of look alike. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, so. But this game, like, um, the idea is it's imagine a Telltale style game that's heavily focused on conversation and then you'll get like a little mini game, but it's procedurally generated. So the, the choices that you make can trigger like, you know, randomize what the next scene is going to be, the different people that you'll meet on the route. And uh, it it begins with you are a kid who is at like you, you, like all the characters as far as I can tell are runaways. And at the beginning, you start as a kid who's like playing a video game at some roadside diner, and two masked hooligans bust in uh, with a shotgun to rob the place, and they take you take you with them. And you're sitting there in their sidecar, and they're like talking to you about like, man, yeah, it's it's isn't it great to be out on the open road? This is so much fun. So we're gonna foil a plot. Uh, there's this like this woman who's like a, a propagandist named uh, Sonia, who's like always on the news, and it's it's fake news, it's state-run news, but uh, she's like this very glamorous star, and they're like, someone's gonna try to kill Sonia, and it's like, who would try to kill Sonia, and like. We think he's a taxi driver. Oh, that guy's driving a taxi. Let's run him off the road. And like, yeah, you need to like lean into turns and, and, uh, you know, help them steer their motorbike so that you don't run into traffic while you're doing this car chase. And then, uh, like your character might get arrested, but then it switches to a different perspective and suddenly you're like 
hitchhiking down a road and you see a cop who's broken down and you can go talk to the cop or you can try to avoid her and, and keep going yeah exactly you can he's like fuck Suck you it. cop you deserve <laughs> to have a flat tire and uh or or you can stop and and help her and like you know talk to her and like oh what do you oh i'm looking for my son he ran away and uh he, he ran away because i told him this terrible secret that his his parents were terrorists or at least i think they were and yeah, you know, and uh, you you learn a lot about this place just by talking to people, and uh, but ultimately you are trying to hitchhike your way to the border, and you will learn things about the you know, these various characters as you go, and like each, I think there's like six or seven characters that you can meet, and they all have like little percentage meters next to them. I think that's like how much do you know about them just from these conversations that you have, and. Uh, so it's it's kind of neat. I, I went in, like, not really knowing what to expect. I was like, oh, procedurally generated road trip adventure. This sounds cool. And I was expecting, like, you know, some kind of open world something or other. And it's like, oh, no, it's all conversation-based and linear. But it's just the, the line differs depending on various factors. I didn't play it, but, like, uh, a cross-country road trip hmm. is one of those things I think our generation is never going to get to do as cool as any previous generation Dad handed me a copy of On the Road. Mm-hmm. I've tried to do it twice. It's never that fun. No. And this uh, this takes place, hence the the title, in 1996. Ooh. Yeah. So it's like, oh, and, okay. and, and I think we're we're seeing more games set like in like the 90s is the cutoff period. It's like this is before cell phones became ubiquitous. Yeah, there you go. I drove out to San Francisco from Florida from the first time with a printout of Google Maps because it was wow. not capable of being broadcast on your phone. I mean, we're also just, we're in the cycle of nostalgia where it's 90s time right now, so. Mm, sure. <sighs> I did see my first Zoomer in the wild with belly shirt and, and the low waist jeans. Hey! Wow. And I was like, look at that Jet Set Radio character walking around. Better <laughs> <laughs> than the high waist jeans. Oh, those oh high, yeah, high waist jeans. Whatever yeah. it is. My yeah. jeans. Hey, Michael, what is Greek spelled incorrectly with an A? Memories of Azure. Uh, uh, you, don't have, what, you don't have any memories of Azure? Come on. <laughs> it's Greece, memories of Azure. Well, the main character is named Greek, but it is a side-scrolling game uh, where you oh. are controlling three characters simultaneously a little bit like trying that way except well you can you can switch between them to solve puzzles and and move them independently it's a little bit lost vikings in that way or you can group them together and uh and and move as as a as a team um there are a lot of monsters to fight it's very beautifully animated um it it kind of reminds me a little bit of like if limbo was more action oriented um, and and mm. didn't have you that same shadowy art or style. agency at all. All I could do is climb ladders. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can do more than that. And, and get decimated by bear traps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ironic part is that uh, the character Greek is Italian. Mm. <laughs> A full disclosure: I played part of the demo, and the reason I played part of the demo is because I was playing it on Steam, and for whatever reason, I was getting like an input lag. Where it's like oh, things hmm. happen like half a second after I push the button, and it's like ah, this. What is if they were streaming the demo? Like that'd be wild. Oh, if they, that like, would be wild. I don't like, think do they demo. did. I mean, that's what streaming should yeah. be used for. Is they like demo. they stream the demo, and what you actually downloaded is a crypto miner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah, take yeah. Over oh, your yeah. computer. The Russians have all your information. Mm-hmm, now, my mm-hmm. friend. Hope it was worth it. Tyrak is in your system, and he will never <laughs> let go. Different game. Uh... 
Tony, tell me about 12 minutes, which is four times as you normally last. Am I right, guys? This guy, this guy comes in the time it takes to watch a Pixar Spark short. Am I right? First of all, Matt, Matt, you are bad at math. That is six times. So do your math right. You're sure it's um, not 24 times? No, it's two minutes. I'm a Tony Hawk level. <laughs> He's like, um, <laughs> two minutes or less. Oh, he always gets the tape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Totally changed the game with Tony. I'm just saying. Uh, so, uh, 12 minutes. Um, it's out, I, I think, like, just as we're recording, I think is what's taking me out. Ah. But I, I've been looking to, at this one for a while. Uh, it's had actually a really long dev cycle. I think yeah, like five, uh, d- six years. Did, wasn't it like um, initially unveiled for like like in the early years of the PS4? Uh, is me? this is this the one that takes place in one room? It's like yes. a roguelike, so, <laughs> or at so, least the trailers uh, do. Yeah, so it's it's a husband and wife, and I think they're having like an argument or something like that. And like the wife is pregnant or something. I might be making that part up, but then like. A cop like breaks in and like shoots them both or something. Yeah, it used right, to be like yeah. a hitman comes in and kills them. Yeah. And then you have basically a groundhog day situation of you are reliving these twelve minutes over and over again until you figure out the right sequence of events to like fix this whole situation. So maybe you figure like, oh, if I tell her or if I like ask my wife to like go get something from the kitchen, that means she won't get shot immediately, but she will be when she comes back out. So like you have to continuously find the right path forward until you've reached like the ultimate resolution of whatever's going on here. So it's, it's this really cool, just kind of looping game idea that I, I kind of like, I've talked about this briefly on Twitter before I think of like, it's, it's not, it's, it's repetition, but not in a roguelike way. Like this is a set thing that you must repeat until you figure out the right way out. Um, Groundhog Day, I think, you know, being the, being the example there. Um, I'm but angry. Revealed, revealed in 2015 at PAX. Yeah, there East, was. So. Yeah, there was. I thought it's it was PAX. Been a yeah. Um, but in the years since, uh, the cast, in case you're unaware, the cast for this game is James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and Willem Dafoe. Hell yeah! That, that, that was, was only going to go one of two ways. That was one of two ways. They were either going to be big stars, or they would all be milkshake ducks by now. And it's, yeah, this <laughs> cast, Professor X and Ray Star Wars. Well, yeah. I was going to say the secret ending is where Daisy Ridley goes. My name's Ray. Ray, twelve minutes. It's a it's a highly narrative, dramatic focus game starring Chris D'Elia and Louis C.K. <laughs> oh, <laughs> with a cameo by Bill Cosby as the cop. <laughs> See what you got to do and jerk off for twelve minutes. Why don't you rewind time and maybe possess that that little door over there for a little ghost trick? And, uh, and, uh, I played ghost trick. Don't fucking look Does at Bill me. Does Bill Cosby, dude? Okay, way. he's like nuts. Okay, that's my mm-hmm. terrible crystalia. Why don't you use your time distillation to undo my reputation? <laughs> Maybe. Marty I could have gotten out much earlier, but I didn't admit wrongdoing. <laughs> Everybody was doing it in the 70s. Ask Freddie Prince. I hate you so, guys so much. Uh, this is like hey, the director's um, cut of our podcast. <laughs> so I, uh, leave it oh, in. I had, leave it in. I had, a, I, had a, I had a different segue in mind. I was like, speaking of... People who should be ghosts by now. Oh, <laughs> I like that one. I like uh, that one. 
Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima director's cut. I'm uh, so excited for this. It's not out as, as of this recording, but I think right. it will be by the time the show I comes haven't out. even figured out how to pre-order it from the PlayStation Store on my PS5 because it's like it's like a weird Game upgrade Pass. thing, right? Yeah, there. so that's why I think I wanted to bring it up almost as a PSA just because the pricing and upgrade on this is kind of strange. Yeah. So essentially they priced it in such a way that no matter what you currently own, if you wish to own director's cut on PS5, you're going to ultimately pay a total of uh, $90. Jesus! What? Or, or, or $80? Hold on, what's the base price for what Ghost is this on PS5? Okay, it is $70 on PS5. Okay, so, for, so, yeah, for, so for the, okay that, that's for to get you $70 to get so the PS5 version of so, Ghost of Tsushima if you've right. never bought it, right? If Because uh, if you have the PS4 edition of just Ghost yeah. of Tsushima... You already have oh, a PS5. Right. We're not so, talking okay, about so uh, 12 gets... minutes anymore. Yeah, no, we're talking about guys. Okay, so, so excuse me. 80... <laughs> I, so, I did what I thought. Come on, a listener so, might so, be with me. Sorry. An ADD listener. So, say so, Ghost of Tsushima. So total of, time, total of $80, not $90, my mistake. So um, Ghost of Tsushima is $70 natively on PS5. The director's cut upgrade is a $10 purchase, bringing you to a total of 80 okay. If you own the... PS4 version of um, Ghost of Tsushima. Of Ghost of Tsushima, it's going to cost you twenty dollars. Again, bringing you from a base of sixty to a total of eighty. 80. So either way, um, if you want it all, they're getting eighty out of you. Yes. Hmm. As someone who thought it was one of the best games of last year, and I would like to play it again, an excuse to play it again, not against it. Yeah. Now, here's the, the here's the weird thing, though. If you want to go straight. It is, yeah, so $20, $20 natively for PS4, $10 natively for PS5. If you want to go, di- if you have the base PS4 and you want Director's Cut PS5, you can do that all in one go for 30 So essentially, okay, no matter what you do, you're getting, they're ultimately getting the same money out of you. Um, yes. But, you know, as long as they got it out of, most of it out of me last year, I'm, I think yeah. I'm okay with that. And that's so going to be most people. Though. Most people, <laughs> most people will want to... Most people are going from the PS4 base version, the $60 game, right. to this this director's edition with all the extra content stuff. So most people are going to do that $30 route, right? Uh, I would imagine so, yeah. I, well, Wait, what's the $20 I mean, he's route? He's not a market analyst. Come on. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I'm thinking, well, let me think. No, I was just thinking about release dates. Right, because mm-hmm. Ghost was out ahead of the PS5. Yeah, I guess that's what most people are going to do. Um, I mean, I'm... I, I have no desire to turn to the game, frankly. Like, I enjoyed my time with it, platinumed it. I think it's a great game. Um, and if, hey, if you want more of it, there's more of it. There's, like, a yep. new island and stuff to explore. Mm-hmm. So here's what I'm confused about, though. Like, I don't necessarily care about the director's cut stuff of the base game because like, I'm like you. Like, I love that game, and I don't need to go back to the base game. If I just want to play the new island, is there a way for me to pay less and just get that? Or do I have to do this... $30 upgrade to get my PS4 game up to snuff and get the new content. Uh, uh okay, I see what you're asking. Uh, I mean, well, Director's Cut uh, does it exist just for PS4? Is it, okay, Director's Cut exists just for PS4. So, like, you can do that. Like, you don't need to upgrade to PS5 to play it. This is confusing still. I think I'm more confused. confused. I know, right? This is like this is like the Spider-Man thing all over again. The Spider-Man but Collector's I, Edition. I think Miles, which, by the, the way, Miles I'm pretty sure it was on this podcast. Better. I'm pretty sure it was on this podcast as well during that time to talk <laughs> about like, yeah. that we're, nonsense. We're doing long get more algebra confusing. to figure out that these fucking game prices. But I have a beard. 
So, <laughs> like, oh. I don't know, man. Point. Listen, I think this. The point of this story is take or leave director's cut. Ghost of Tsushima is a cool game. <laughs> Check it's it out. It's one of the yeah. best games I've played in the last like ten years. I love this. It's fucking a great game. game. You have to look a... past all the glaring historical inaccuracies, but as a Which interactive piece of I media, will not it's pretend fun to... to play. You're the framework guy. I will not pretend to be smart enough to know what the glaring inaccuracies are. Everyone seemed pretty Japanese and it, it, old to, to me. To me, it's supposed to be as accurate as a Kurosawa film. And it's like, yeah, it does a pretty good job of recreating a Kurosawa film. Also, to me, I was not a fan that the English dub was everybody doing samurai accent. I do not know what you yeah, speak Yeah, which of. was like, just play the game in Japanese. It's, uh, <laughs> it's better. It's, just do that. Um, there will not be a framework video on that, because framework is about positivity, and I will not use a video to tear a game down, which is why you'll never see a Skyward Sword video. Yes! <laughs> he tore him down with his compliment. Just finished Darkest Door and was dying to jump back into Skyward Sword, and like, these are not the same things. No. I just finished mm-hmm. a much better Zelda game. Mm-hmm. No. Anyways... So here, here, there's two other games that we can't yeah, play. Yeah, let me let me let me, let me throw you a lateral here, Matt. What, uh, okay, what do else it, is coming do out? Do it. Lateral me. Men. That is that commercial is as old as the announcement of uh, 12 minutes. Um, so I, I was I actually misspoke. You can play this. We just haven't yet. This is if you're an EA Play subscriber. The early version is out there for mm-hmm. you before launch, so you can be playing it. I will do so. You could be out there playing Doug Flutie as your linebacker in Tampa I'm gonna do Bay so and, escalators. And, uh, boom! I'm going to do my John Madden on next week's show, so look forward to that. I'm going to ask a very specific that question Bernie about... Sanders? <laughs> I'm asking you now for more money for the ultimate team. I'm, I'm John Madden, former coach of the... Of the I guess Football it's the is a game for everybody. Raiders. It's an American sport. <laughs> Our boys get hurt. There's a one percent chance he's going to miss this field goal. Right, I have a very specific question <laughs> about this about this game, and maybe it won't become apparent until NFL 23. I don't know, and it's also yes. a very specific joke, so it may not play here. We'll see. This is going to be hilarious. You can Everyone keep it in up. if it's a bomb. <laughs> Our uh, listeners all love sports. This this should is, be fine. Go is ahead. the newly drafted Zach Wilson's mom in this game? <laughs> All right, so for nobody, you. He's a little. He's a little Mormon boy who got drafted in the NFL, and all everybody wants to talk about is his hot mom. All right, now I, I like sports, and I got to take your word for that one. Football was right. a, a, a There was a way to get me into sports. It would be hot mothers. So <laughs> <laughs> they're really more age appropriate for there me. There's anyway. been a lot of talk about that with this particular draft season, for whatever reason. I think because of Zach Wilson's mom. If there's a way to get me to Left for Dead likes, it's Aliens. Because uh, Aliens Fireteam Elite <laughs> is out there, and I think it looks just like a Left for Dead game. Well, I, so. like, I, I don't know. I haven't talked about that in great detail maybe on this podcast, but I was one of those people out there. Uh, I went out to Dallas several times for Alien Colonial Marines. Oof. And watch that multiplayer mm. a billion times. And like, we are making Left for Dead with Aliens. And in 2013, I'm like watching, like, this seems fucking awesome. There's like this bull alien I've never seen before. And it just was total fucking garbage. I was going to say, uh, is that or, the one that they lie. like mis- misrepresented for like yes, years? <laughs> yes, yes. Mm-hmm. But like, I was, and I remember asking them, like, it's I'm on the phone with my boss, and like, what is this running on? Is this actually going to work? And I think the mode was uh, still in the game, but like, asymmetrical aliens multiplayer game is not new. 
uh, right. yeah. at all. That's every Aliens game. Yeah, I mean, yeah that, but it, it's it's perfect for that, right? Because it's just it, like, yeah, you're going to have a fire team of people fighting yes. off waves of creatures. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, like uh, disposable human beings against a potential queen alien. I feel like someone in Germany is shaking their fist. Is like, it's more like a Warhammer Vermintide-like. It's much more like Vermintide, you fools. <laughs> hey, I have a favorite game. Missing. It's much like the Battle of Stalingrad, but with acid blood. <laughs> you, you love it. I'm Hans so, in France for some reason. So yeah, uh, maybe, maybe one of us will play that by next week. Who knows? Uh, not me. I, I played Back for Blood. No, we talked about that already. Oh yeah, no, we didn't talk about it. Um, oh. Well, we it's didn't cool. talk it's about your experience. I, I just thought it was weird, just because like I forgot how jank Left for Dead is, and this is <laughs> this is more Left for Dead and like. Why did my body stop moving? Oh, it's taking a while to catch up to the animation, of which there is no animation, <laughs> for me being attacked by one of these, what do you call them, Tony? Heavies? What do we call them? I forget uh, what we call them. Specials. It depends on the way you're talking about it. You got the ball boy, you got the spitter. Cause, so the ball boy is the only one that people don't just refer to by their Left for Dead name. Everyone right. else they just call there's by a, that. There's a tank. Your boomers, your spitters, your chargers. Ball boy Now, cool, now you're just doing John Madden again, aren't you? You got your ball boys, you got your spitters, you got your boomers. <laughs> now you see, folks, you got to go over here to the safe house. Told you. Can, can anybody out there answer me this one question? Does John Madden know he has a game out this week? <laughs> probably I mean, not. He probably just I, knows I, I don't John Madden know in. what week it is. I don't, I don't know that he does. By the way, my favorite John Madden quote of all time, I just I heard it in a random game. He just goes, that guy right there, that guy is a man. <laughs> and that's a woman I was like thanks it's like uh, that right there that's a person that's a computer <laughs> thanks for clarifying Jeff. oh that one has the penis <laughs> I, I thought there was a, as he got older he would just like what these guys gotta do is struggle to get this ball across the line of scrimmage and like you're describing the game of football, John. Yeah, basically. Like, you're just filling air with how you play football. <laughs> Although I like the idea that John just starts yelling out, like, Yo, our one's got the penis. No, John, John it, they they may, but that does not mean they're man. You cannot call them that, John. <laughs> Thank no, you. it's what, your penis. He's got what you got to focus on is getting the ball over the end zone, and I've evolved this in, in, impression in my, into In my brain, way. John Madden does not understand trans rights. <laughs> this is what I point out. Which Chris is an is not doing, on the Chris is not doing a John Madden impression. He's doing a Mad TV John Madden impression. Oh, that's what mine is, 100%. Frank it's 100% Frank yes. Caliendo, John Madden, Popcorn Popper. That's 100%. I don't have who any real impression. The Tom Hanks one is the closest thing to, like, I've never seen anyone else do that. But, uh, yeah, I <laughs> yeah. just... That, that's the only thing I have to a real impression. Everything yeah. else is like Dana Carvey. I'm doing an impression of Dana Carvey doing an impression. I suck. <laughs> Patreon.com slash laser. All right. Well, should probably move along, too. The wonderful sound that everyone loves. Take it away, Matt. Well, we already talked about the first item, so strike through text on the boyfriend dungeon stuff. Check covered, mm -hmm. all good. Next, yeah, controversy alleviated. Yeah, controversy Speaking all of done. Things I next, say next, next to... up, uh, cyberpunk. So. Next. <laughs> uh, no, 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 uh, oh, oh, we were not, we were trying to avoid controversy. Okay, well, we're still going to talk real quick. Cyberpunk. Yeah, no, talk about it. <laughs> Cyberpunk's finally getting 
its first piece of DLC, which is free, which they did promise. Uh, it's going to be two jackets, one that looks like the red jacket from Akira, uh, a new car, a new outfit for Johnny Silverhand, uh, so that when you fuck him with those mods like you perverts are doing, mm. he'll have something pretty to wear for Wait, you. What? <laughs> Oh, that's that. There's there's a whole thing where people are fucking Johnny. No, Superman, no, no. I meant more that like after all this, all this, we get two jackets. <laughs> no, but this <laughs> and, it's, a, this and a skin for your car. This is what they promised. They 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 like published their roadmap early. We knew this was coming. Um, this is just exactly what they did with The Witcher. All the free DLC will be really small stuff like this, like an extra side quest here or there, sure. or some some digital items. There will be story expansions they charge money for somewhere down the line. The reason I included this, though, is, like, this to me is kind of the first sign, like, oh, maybe they're done with the fixing part of the game. This is all part of patch, I want to say, 1.3. And they're moving on to, okay, now we can focus on the DLC stuff. But they had they had to fix that game first. So this, this could mm. be a sign of life, although I did see the game was on sale for 10 bucks on last-gen systems. Whoa. Like, uh, yeah, well, don't play like, it hey, on a base I, PS4. I uh, I tried it to judge a a uh, a product. I tried. I never judge judge fans of the products. So if you enjoy cyberpunk, hey, more power to you. Play the things you love. My only comment on this story is I have sixty dollars in my GOG credit from my refund on that game that I've yet to use. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. you got to get that Aladdin game, man. It's fucking great. There you Ooh. go. There you go. <laughs> Which one do they have up there? Is well, the I mean, yeah, because you, yeah. you do have to buy it because you can no longer download it from the now defunct ROM site that a judge just ordered this week to not only, uh, by the way, the website's down, but you have to destroy all the ROMs on your ROM site. So this is a former ROM site, ROM Universe, uh, and its operator, <sighs> Matthew Storman, they, they had a settlement with Nintendo where he, he had to great, pay them $2.1 million dollars which he probably didn't do probably and didn't also have. shut down the site forever and ever and, and promised never to offer those roms for people yeah to get. he uh i, I believe 2.1 million is what i'm supposed to have when i retire <laughs> oh my god it's never <laughs> uh so this guy had to pay that for nintendo <laughs> to nintendo which, which he um, didn't but not only not only did he not do that he, he was, threatened to open the site back up because he, he doesn't he really have any option. He, not threatening. He was like telling fans online, like, "Yeah, we're gonna revive the site," and that's where Nintendo's like, "No, fuck this guy. Your judgment's not working." And the judge said, "Yeah, dude, you're gonna have to actually prove that you deleted all those ROMs." But the like, judge is also stupid because prove to me you destroyed all these three megabyte ROMs. I'm like, <laughs> right, well, sure. look at my recycle. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, like, I bought a th- I bought a smart thermostat uh, a few years ago to save money. It really did. It worked very well, and then it just stopped working. It stopped connecting the internet, and I got I had to get online with like their fucking lawyers and customer service, and like, uh, we need you to reset the band of the internet on your router. I'm like, you mean reset how everything in my house gets internet so we can test that this thing doesn't work on the internet? And they're like, yeah, that's what we have to do. And I'm I'm like. I'm not going to do that. And it's like, well, we can't continue the customer service process unless you do that. And like, I understand. I just did that. And I'm, <laughs> I, and it doesn't work still. It's like, I understand. Perfect. Yeah, and that's done. what this guy should do with his deleted ROMs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, literally it's like, okay, what's he going to do? Prove that he got rid of some server, Pro- like the hardware. Like, yeah, the files mm-hmm. are going to be there. Prove, yeah. prove, show me. <laughs> Look, look, I moved them in the recycle bin. Yeah, but he hit control C after highlighting them all. No, I didn't. 
proved it. <laughs> <laughs> and just FYI, Nintendo, if you want less of this, maybe make more of your stuff readily available. I'll confirm with Mike Grimm. I guarantee when this guy does this fake action, there will be champagne popping at Nintendo. All our ROMs are gone! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! We did it! One we of my it. favorite uh, hard drive mag uh, tweets, or hard times, or one of those. I got, Maybe those are one of the same. Yeah, was, they are. Uh, my, the, one of my favorite headlines was Nintendo releases cease and desist classic edition. Just <laughs> 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 so good. By the way, Chris, uh, did you mean this Aladdin game? Oh shit! He's got a he's, he's got the hard version. Oh, nice. oh my god! I have the Pinocchio in this, one around. Once again, in this audio medium, but I couldn't resist when you said get that Aladdin game, and I wanted to be like, "What's up?" This I don't need to get a to to tie it in. I don't need a ROM for this. What's up? Is, is that you got an HDMI? Right you got an HDMI like Genesis a... over there somewhere that no, I can see? No, this is it, man. This is this is this is like a classic re-release. It's the no. This the is it. I got a games. manual in box. Wow. Don't you fucking brag at me? I'll pull out my Virgin Pinocchio. Or my Mickey Mania cartridge in, right now. Isn't on Pinocchio camera. generally supposed to be a virgin? <laughs> well, not once Chris got a hold of him. <laughs> Man, don't blame me. You didn't see all those deleted scenes, the Blue Fairy. My version of Pinocchio, his nose grows big, and then he sniff bombs everybody. <laughs> oh, Pinocchio, you know a lot about being a boy, but you don't know how to smash. Hmm. <laughs> Let me turn you into a, a real man. <laughs> what are we even talking about at this point? Pinocchio, Pinocchio getting lame. Come bottom. on, man. So stay with it. Stay oh, with it. Uh, I'd like to talk lame. about That's this sort of remastered GTA trilogy that may or may not be happening, at least as reported by uh, uh-huh. Kotaku. Um, so yeah, Kotaku reported a sort of remaster of uh, GTA 3, GTA Vice City, and GTA San Andreas is in the works at Rockstar Dundee, their newest rockstar location boy um it's supposed to be the reason i keep calling it a sort of remake is it uses some graphical assets from the originals as well as new graphical assets like some combo of the two it's running on unreal and people who've seen the games reportedly say it just looks like a heavily modded version of the originals i'm what i'm picturing like in my head is like when you see like out. super high res textures on old mm. pc games like it's yeah you know. i imagine it, it, with existing mods this is kind of unnecessary well if That's the, the new story from last week is that they're deleting all mods that allow you to recreate liberty city or vice city in current gta model hmm. uh which means like i'm still looking forward to it but it also means like there is no new gta on the horizon at all Dude, GTA Online is just, that's all they need. I, know, I mean, I might I read the opposite into it, though, and, and say, okay, well, if they're not putting a lot of dev effort into this, which I'm sorry to say, just doesn't feel like it. Like, I'd, I'd rather have them do real, true remasters. But if they're not, then maybe you talk, they're you're prime talking studios. bullshit, are... mate. We put our new Dundee team on it. <laughs> Agent, <laughs> baby. Agent, it's coming back. Agent yeah. 2026 yep. release date. Let's do it. Yeah, to me, I, I'm a little bummed by this announcement because I would really love to go back and play San Andreas like a true remake form. Yeah. That's the one I feel really... like I owe more time to. Vice City. I would love to play Vice. I say it all the time. Vice City. But I, but I have forever. both I have both of those games on my PC as it's like, you know, same. ultra high res versions of the it's old not, games. I, I finished GTA 6 or 5, 5 during the pandemic on... Um, current gen console which then was xbox one i would love to play a new version in that engine of vice city it would look fucking amazing yeah yeah like yeah the the old games like uh, this is less appealing to me this this 
weird hybrid. Did I express model. exactly what? Maybe Michael maybe can help me out with this. That's the last GTA game that had the stars hidden around the map, where you could drive to certain places and lower your wanted lower rating. Your I think four had that, didn't it? Four had stuff you could drive. Yeah. No, no, not at all. Hmm. Like, you, you couldn't do that on the road. You could go, like, change your car entirely, but, like, mm. you could hit a fucking ramp and in Vice City and, like, uh, I just went into an army base, opened fire, and left. And, and I can just, I can drive around if I know where to go and drop my star rating. They had the drugs you could find that let you punch a car and make it explode yeah. and shit like that. Mm. Like, yeah. I think you could just do that without drugs. I know you could in Liberty City stories. True. But still, Vice City, like, looked, like, I just think it would look so amazing. Um, in, yeah, in, in, in a true technology. in a true remake. So I mean, I don't know. It, it, they, again, this is just as being reported by Kotaku. We'll see if it's real, and hopefully, if it's real, though, I I'd love full up like like Chris said, like just make it in the GTA Five engine. You don't even need to do yeah. like current current, you know, most up to date Unreal. Just make it look like GTA. Yeah, 5. I don't need to see Liberty City at all. Like I just, which would be nice, but hmm. Vice City and San Andreas, I would really love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same. Mm, anyway, that's absolutely. all the news that's fit to play. All right. Well, <gasps> let's move on to the community segment, which is always a segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week was, what's an animal you think is underrepresented in games, and what should it be doing in them? Uh, Matt and Tony, neither of you guys were here last week. Do you, do you have an opinion? I have mine locked and loaded because we talked about a game that one of my favorite in-game appearances of this animal is in. I need to see more foxes in video games because the fucking mm. foxes in Ghost of Tsushima were adorable, mm -hmm. and it made me realize like, fox foxes is a handsome fucking animal, and needs to be True. in more games. Like Sly Cooper, fine, you're a raccoon, yeah, but if you had been a fox, I think more people would be cosplaying you at certain it, types of conventions. If you know what I mean. His girlfriend is a fox, and I get yeah, it. Like a literal fox, like a literal fox. Carmelita fox. Yeah, so foxes are awesome and should be in way more games than they already mm -hmm. are. An unhealthy number of people already want to fuck them. Yes, I mean, we all saw Robin Hood as kids a yep. lot. Disney's mm -hmm. Robin Hood. Yeah, and those people grew up to create sexy beasts on Netflix. <laughs> I've, I've tried to be very sensitive on this podcast, but to reiterate Matt's point, something about an anthropomorphic fox makes me want to masturbate immediately wherever <laughs> I am. It doesn't matter. I mean, just imagine the fanfic this game series. Any, I mean, I'm creating a new Fox-related game series. What's that George Clooney Fox movie that came out a few years ago from Fox? Fantastic, Fantastic, Mr. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Mr. Fox. Just, just make that. Just, just make a video game based on that, man. Let's do yeah. it. By the way, watchable on Disney Plus. It's currently okay. downloaded yeah, really? on my phone. Oh yeah, Fucking great. That movie's amazing. It's I fun love movie. That. that was one of the best Wes Anderson movies in like in like ten years. I believe that's part of the, uh, to go along with Matt's answer, the 20th Century Fox acquisition. Yeah, it is. Which they now just call 20th Century. Yeah. Which was weird to see. I just saw that for the first time before a movie. And it is so really weird, weird to see. that Rupert Murdoch has toxified the word fox yep. to this extent. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't even want to fuck one in front of my parents anymore. What the deal? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, my answer is, uh, I can, so I can only even think of two examples of them. Uh, my favorite animal is a rhino. I got one, I got one as part of this tattoo. Republican right in name only. Yep. Uh, Mitch, looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> Are these rhinos? Me. Yeah. Um, all, these my, all these people who didn't become racist after four years. <laughs> right, right. All these people with apparently some integrity left. Uh, no, my favorite animal, animal is a rhino. Um, it just nice. always has been my favorite animal and, I can only think of like Rambi from Donkey Kong Country, 
And uh, and there's like you know there's rhinos in Animal Crossing. There's this real cute one, and I don't remember her name, but they make her. She looks like a um, a cake. Like her horns a little strawberry, sure. yeah. And her color yeah, yeah. palette's like a cake. Is adorable. Wonderful. Now, now imagine now imagine Ace Ventura having sex with it with his whole body. And- <laughs> Michael, we had to have there had to have been a far cry where you could kill a rhino, right? Like oh, I'm four, sure. Maybe? Oh, at least one. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that happened in four. It's probably like a kill a white rhino achievement or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. By the way, that is going to uh, be isolated and taken out of context. Th- thanks to COVID and terrible rich people not hunting them, a bunch of uh, African rhinos are now no longer endangered species. And what? That's a Where do they thing. get off? That's amazing. Uh, the with each other, hence back. why they're no longer in danger. Not gonna pay no. top dollar. Um, yeah, I like rhinos. Put more of them in games. They're the coolest animal, guys. They're they're literally dinosaurs. Rhinosaurus. I, I love the idea that in Donkey Kong Country, unquestionably, if you hop on the front of a rhino's snout, it'll make you go higher. Don't worry about the pain. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like a cartoon ow kind of reaction. <laughs> Uh, on the official site, videogamepocalypse.com, Bob Bobla, no relation to Bob Lobla from Bob Loblop's Loblog, <laughs> says, uh, the animal, that, and, and I don't even need to read the question, or the answer, that uh, that name was the, the laugh line. Uh, I mean, you're way more sober than me. You got yeah. all, all the animal <laughs> that is most underrepresented in video games is the opossum. That's yes, awesome. that's awesome. right. Possums. They awesome are resistant. Possum. Yeah, yeah awesome possum kicks Doctor Machine over. Awesome, yeah. oh, Jesus. Awesome. There's an impression I can do. <laughs> They're resistant to rabies yeah. and they eat ticks, which spread Lyme disease, which is a big problem in the Northeast as winters are becoming milder. I'm not a hundred percent sure if this is true, but larger ones are even immune to rattlesnake venom. In oh. a game, they would probably be feasting off your fallen enemies since they tend to eat dead animals. Opossums don't get enough respect. Mm. Holy shit. Like the possums have gone full Borg in the Midwest. That's <laughs> very I would like to, to point hear. out that I can also eat. Oh, ticks. Ticks with a T. Never mind. I don't <laughs> eat those. Yes. Gotcha. Tony can eat a whole bag. <laughs> incredible. Are they all slapping around or do they each stick out like baguettes? Yeah. Just to <laughs> reference Louis C.K. twice that an in one insult podcast. To possums? You think like when possums are hanging out, they're like, yo, eat a bag of ticks. Yeah. <laughs> just, just think of like French fries, but in a much larger cage. <laughs> um, Colin Harris says, I, I go by raccoon. I love you, raccoon hail in most places. So uh, you would think I would say raccoons, but lately they've been everywhere. Thanks, Rocket. So I instead, I would say their close cousin bears uh not sure why there are not more bears in things they are awesome enemies bad guys armored cavalry and steampunk uh they should be used more often <gasps> bring godless killing machines and colbert's greatest enemy in a more video game <laughs> i mean I they did star in, in one of the easiest ways to get a thousand achievement points that yes i did take advantage of open season the video game thank you very hmm. much Woo. all right the martin lawrence ashton kutcher classic yes, yes. <laughs> You know it works as their friends in real I mean, life. Martin should also be in more video games. Mm. Just throwing that out True. there. That's oh! Max's favorite animated movie of all time. Oh, <laughs> is no. that Martin? Your, your Martin impression is exactly like your Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, 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 Ty, that's Tyrak. He's yeah. a new recurring character on this show apparently now. <laughs> when I kill Martin Freeman, I will be the only Martin ever. <laughs> Run till that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, damn, Gina! <laughs> I love it. 
<laughs> You're so crazy, Tony. You're so crazy. That's a Martin joke. What can I... uh, read, read Patrick Tumblety too. This time it's personal. Oh, the the sequel to Patrick Tumblety. Um, a gopher <laughs> in World War One, getting supplies and intel from trench to trench, dodging landmines and enemy animals. Nice. Was that a thing? Yeah, it feels like he's referencing something mm-hmm. like a Caddyshack prequel. <laughs> I don't know about it at all. Like, did we That's did we use saying. gophers to run intel like through trenches? Uh, I don't think so. But for some reason, I imagine him having a little mining hat and speaking like with a whistle through his teeth, like in some some Disney or Looney Tunes character. It's fucking Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Jesus all right. Christ! I don't remember where cartoon images I saw as a child came from. Now oh. all I can think of is that conquer scene where he's storming the beach at Normandy. Oh. And I'm like, oh yeah, but it's like a gopher instead of conquer. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, good call though. I can't think of any gophers except for Gopher himself in Piglet's Big Game, which I will recommend anytime I get the chance. Wow, really? I gotta play Piglet's Big Game. It is an amazingly well-made, like platformer slash like almost point-and-click adventure style thing. Every level is a different Hundred Acre Wood character's nightmare. It's brilliant. Whoa, cool. Anyways. Animal, Animal Crossing doesn't even have gophers, does it? You got a cool down time. Animal Crossing doesn't have gophers. It doesn't. It, well, Would you Mr. Like Rosetti's a mole. For He's a mole. Hearts? Oh, piglet, you did. <laughs> you're ruining my pig. I'm done. I'm not even going to try to do that. No, it's, it's better that you're just talking oh, to yourself in your poo voice and Tony and I are having a conversation. I'm going to do it until I keep talking over you. Trying to do I just, Pooh's just like drunk in the corner, just like in the party, just like totally. stumping down honey, talking to yeah, himself. <laughs> And everyone else is having like a We're all just conversation. Like, hey, just you ignore him and he'll leave. Just ignore him. He does this. He does this every party. Oh. He has one. He really likes oh the God. Jack's Tennessee Honey. Go oh figure. God, he's and he just, okay. and he's just he's the guy the in the background he's... with like his hand over his face. So some yeah, stranger fucks it, his wife. It, it's the sad party meme. You wish, but it's poo in the corner. Tony's always looking at my goddamn girlfriend, who's also piglet. <laughs> sometimes uh, you're like, sometimes you're like Adam Sandler uh, with it <laughs> at, on, on Twitter at Jedwards again I feel like this is my fault every time I'm here just... I, I'm having one of the best times oh. I've ever had <laughs> Jedwards, I might have COVID 245 says I think an underrepresented animal in games are lizards they are a really neat kind of reptile and have qualities that would be good for a game. They can walk on walls, regrow limbs, and one species can even shoot blood from its eyes. Put more lizards in games and have them voiced I mean, by you Dana gotta Gould. Ta- you gotta talk to Dana Gould. Yep. He, he owns see. the concept of lizards in games. Apparently. Wow. This question of the week is like hanging out at Saddam Hussein's house after a pizza <laughs> party. Once Gould. again, a That's perfect Dana Gould impression. <laughs> I know, I went for... for uh, it was Dennis uh, Miller! I know, yeah, Another I know. 90s comedian with a D in his name. I just, Jesus for whatever, Christ. I know that's not the voice, but in my brain, Gex only makes the terrible Dennis Miller-style jokes. I love Dana Gould, and I just want to plug real quick, if you, if you did not see his Hanging with Dr. Z talk show, they have a Kickstarter now, and I have mm. donated to it. I recommend you do the same. It's one of the silliest, weirdest things I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Dr. Zayas hosting his own talk show, but it's clearly still the 70s. Yes. But he only interviews people who are alive now. Whoa. But, uh, but all the sponsors are from the 70s. <laughs> this Where's guy quotes Dana Gould more than Russians quote Nabokov over here. Yeah, Chachi. <laughs> Dana my Gould fa- is my favorite American celebrity. <laughs> my fa- my favorite Dennis Miller quote ever. 
is when Chris Farley, he was brand new and he was with, uh, oh shit, Victoria, what's her name? Oh, Who's now yeah, insane. Yeah. Jackson. Jackson. And she, yeah. Victoria Jackson. She was playing Roseanne. And he was playing Tom Arnold. And it was just like, wow, that is really mean to Tom Arnold's body. <laughs> he is not that big. And then Chris Farley went to, like, we did not get tattoos on our butts and his pants fell down. <laughs> and he fell out of the chair. It was one of those SNL moments. Is, if it's real, I don't care. Is that the one where he Audience lost the their table? shit. And then Dennis Miller, like, after it was all over, was like, did I just see the new guy's asshole? Oh, I remember <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life, life on air. <laughs> and you did. You did see his asshole live on air. It was fucking great. His pants fell down that far. Jesus. <laughs> I, I've seen this clip. It's amazing. It's wonderful. Uh, um, Phil Longette on the official Laser Time Facebook community. You guys have been really entertaining me all week, so... Uh, that Barger shit. I don't know why that was so funny to me. <laughs> Barger burger. Yeah. Mmm, uh, humbarger is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Barger. Um, my favorite short story is Ricky Ticky Taffy, narrated by Orson Welles. Hmm. It's about a bad mongoose who defends his family. Mongoose. He's a very a good badass mongoose. mongoose. A bad mongoose who defends his family in India by killing several snakes. If you have not seen the short, he also stomps on their eggs hilariously in front of them. Eat this, Nagina. Uh, that's my words, not Phil Phillips. Uh, the mongoose is the animal I think is super under, upper, underrepresented in video games. There is a game coming soon called Away the Survival Series in which um, you can play as a sugar glider. Uh, and tra- the trailer features a fight with a snake, which is exactly what I wanted to, uh, the, to picture the game. I, I want to think ab- about when I think about a mongoose game. Maybe I should uh, say game again. Game. Um, Not a game. <laughs> was, but Seems like a yeah, good game. Like a, I watched that short like twice a year. It's 30 minutes. It was the only VHS my elementary school had that wasn't Christmas Story, Never Ending Story. Uh, we watched Ricky Ticky Tavi every time a teacher was too hungover to teach. And narrated by Orson Welles, animated by Chuck Jones. It's forgotten about. I don't know where you can buy it, but it's all on YouTube. It's fucking awesome. When, you're, when your teacher needed a little hair of the mongoose. Hair of the mongoose. I want to know what that video game would be like. Though. Would it just be the UFC fighting engine? But you're like a little mongoose. <laughs> oh, dude, sick. A mongoose snakes. just like <laughs> suplexing snakes. <laughs> oh, God, he's got him. I mean, I'm not a wrestling kidding. game, UFC game. <laughs> you have to watch combo. Chuck Jones animating a mongoose killing another animal's babies with a smile on his face. And you're rooting for him. It's so cool. Oh, there's snakes. Right. There's snakes. They're the snakes. They're cobras. <laughs> they were on these white conquerors' land. They deserve to be there. He just he came in. He came in like that, Jerry. He just tore them apart, tore them to pieces. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they were doing in South Africa. But <laughs> hey, Jerry, that old ricky ticky tab. Just do it, Seinfeld. All right, uh, Scott uh, Golniak Goleniak uh, says I'll go Goleniak. with alligators. Game wise, Galeniak is Tyrax's brother. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Michael hates that. <laughs> All right, game wise, I'm thinking of something that combines the stealth slash camouflage and setting Ooh. of Snake Eater, but then add in the over the top gameplay of what made Man Eater endearing. You battle both the encroaching human menace and your rivals in nature, eventually squaring off against Florida Man 
Chris, to see who is really the true king of I the mean, Everglades. Maneater let you do that, too. Like he yeah. the Honestly, I would love that, though. Just a Maneater, but with an alligator instead. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. like DLC. Just do yeah. the do the Lake Placid DLC, oh, cowards. We're getting DLC soon. I can't wait. It's going to be crazy. This is true. This Ooh. is true. Um, we also have a video answer from RedRock963, oh, who says... FHGA, it is RedRock963 back from a little bit of a hiatus. I have been super busy this summer and have not had a chance to make any video responses. But I wanted to make one for this one because I want to say an animal, and it's not cats for once. Cats are pretty well represented in video games. Let's see, Stray and Cattails and a whole bunch of other cool cat Rockin games. Cats. But I want a bat-themed video game. <clears throat> Thus far, the only two playable bats I can think of are Rouge the Bat and Arrow the Acrobat. And Correct. Rouge was just an XP and Knuckles, and Arrow the Acrobat wasn't a very good game. And also, bats get a bad rap in video games. They are traditionally always shit-tier enemies. Nobody likes them. And bats have, would have such cool powers to play as. Um, I, I picture, like, kind of a Batman Detective Vision-like thing where you're sending out sonar and seeing your entire environment bounce around and having the environment, like, light up as the sound comes to you. And you could, like, also use the um, sonar to, like, find sounds hidden in corners so that you could find, um, f find hidden things. And I even read a book series a while back that, ha that had a bat that could use sounds to create illusions to other bats. Um, bats are really cool little animals. I'd maybe play as a vampire bat, so like a Mr. Mosquito kind of thing with a bat drinking blood from a cow or a big old fruit bat. Um, I don't know. I, I stand for bats. I love them. They are cute. And yeah, we need more bat representation in video games. And not just Batman, even though he's cool. Anyway, have a good week, guys. I shall talk to you later. Hey. I agree on all points. Yes. Uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm now living in the South and like inundated with weirdo fucking pests. And I, yeah, people cultivate bat belfries to help their bug problem. Oh yeah. Cause that's oh, what yes. bats eat. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, and bats almost never attack other mammals. Like my little dog and cat, it won't get the fuck away from me right now. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> The equipment. That dog I mean. looks so dejected walking out of that oh, room. Yeah. Did you see him? Yes. Um, little biscuit. Aww. Whatever. He's my best friend. He knows it. But uh, but yeah, like uh, as I stopped like getting scared of spiders and more like I rescue them wherever I see them. Like, ooh, are you in a puddle? Please kill all the ticks and mosquitoes in my yard. Bats do the same. Hmm. Please, like I I I would rather raise you than kill ticks and mosquitoes. I just want Red a game Rock where I play as that boss from Shinobi, that Batman who's literally a bat. That's true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's true. And most bats never really flew very often. Even you know, I don't know why, but the first thing that came to mind, I don't think there's a bat boss in any of the Souls games. And that's weird. Mm. It is <laughs> How is there not a bat? It's a great revelation for our new episode of Framework. Oh. I know bats. Yeah, bats. Why does From that? hate bats? I'm going to talk about this for 20 minutes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse you. I know how to edit my work. It's 10 to 15. <laughs> New question of the week. What's a game that you would like to road trip through? Um, oh. Hmm. Hmm. 
or I guess a game world. Uh, expand know. a little bit. Okay. Tell us. I know. Um, because it's wonderful. Um, on 302010 this week, we discover the Super Nintendo in America is about to turn 30. And uh, Super Mario World is still... I mean, I was so enamored with the Nintendo. And the Super Nintendo came out and launched with a game like Super Mario World, which is so much better than every Mario game in every way. Uh, including the different zone, Like, literally, you have different zones. Things you... Like, if you're not unlocking... If you haven't unlocked these things already, you can't go to these different environments very quickly. But that would be really neat to try and <laughs> drive through. And why are all the Goombas wearing Mario masks all of a sudden? I must have found all the fucking red exits. Thank you. They, it also enables you to do something that a lot of people do on road trips, a lot of psychedelic drugs in the Mario yeah. universe. You know, it's been a couple months. I should I should get back on the psychedelic drugs. <laughs> um, had one bad experience and haven't done it since. So there <laughs> So I misunderstood the question at first, which gave me a different answer, but it's still a good answer for what this question is. So I thought you just meant games you like to play on road trips, which I go back to a series that I love, and I ended up, I just always played it on trips, which the Professor Layton games. To me, they were just the perfect Mm, travel games, but I'll still use that because I would also like to road trip with Professor Layton in all the cool places he goes to and have these actual towns where I'm having to solve puzzles to solve a mystery. Like, I love that shit. And those games always did feel, maybe it was because they were on handheld systems, they always kind of felt like Professor Layton was on a road trip as he was visiting these towns, solving all their mysteries and puzzles for them. So the Professor Layton series, no one else would have thought of that. Diversify the... Dongon Rapa games, I can't ever truly enjoy unless I'm on like a plane with no distractions Mm -hmm. or alerts. That's when I really... I, I, I'm not even done with the series because I haven't traveled much lately. <laughs> sure, yeah. But, but it's... it's Man, no internet, no distractions, nobody I, talking to me, no no notifications. That's when I really love Danganronpa. You really got to hone in on visual novels. Yeah. But if I mean, if you travel through one game, you risk getting killed by a murder bear. So don't travel through Danganronpa. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can't really go that far or else you will get murdered by nature of the game. Do, do we want to just change this to uh, games you like to play on road trips? Oh, no, no, I, I, leave it, I, leave I, it I like both. Mine, mine counted as both, so I, you yeah. know, it's it's. You, I was you want just a road saying, trip like, through the Professor Layton games. Yes, yes, because oh, yeah. like I said, he always feels like he's visiting these like lovely Victorian England style towns, solving their mysteries for them. Like it's cool. Don't over Michael this. Just open. Uh, up all right, all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I w- I would want to go on a road trip through uh, through the Splatoon world. Although from that one trailer, wow. it does look like it's mostly boring <laughs> desert. So. De- desert bus to colorful uh, Tokyo-inspired Squid Town. Hey, what's um, a way to tell an audience you have a bukkake fetish without saying you have a bukkake fetish? Gross. Oh, guys, you can spray everything. <laughs> there are acres to spray. Wasn't that one? It was like uh, one of their comp- the first like competition was Team Ketchup and Team Mayonnaise, and it's mm-hmm. like, boy, one of these. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Team Blood and Team Cum. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, which kids, do you like all over you your bed? Which do you like more? <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. uh, <laughs> so so what else is it about that world that makes you want to travel through it, Michael? I don't know. It just looks cool and sounds interesting. <laughs> and it's a, it's very seems very heavily inspired by Jet Set Radio, which was would be another yeah, uh, fun place it's to true. road trip through. But um, yeah, in terms of games to play on a road trip, I keep going back to Breath of the Wild. 
Um, just because like, Hey, it's a big open world game I can get lost in. And, uh, and I found that like, so I, I, I do not do very well on planes. I tend to have to medicate myself. And, but I've, I've found that something else that helps is playing a 3d game with a lot of forward movement. And that lets me sort of distract Hmm. myself when there's heavy turbulence. And it's just like, if I'm just focused on this. I'm not oh. thinking too hard about how the plane is shaking 30,000 feet above the ground and that there's nothing between me and certain death but air and aluminum. Oh, so not a car sickness thing. You actually no, no, no. want to live into another year? Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck? Are you not paying attention no. at all? No, I'm, I mean, when was the last time I took a fucking road trip? I was probably 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My answer is Tetris on my Game Boy Color. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Where's that duck man? I forget who uh, this impression you're doing. Ah, <laughs> uh, this one's actually uh, Jeb Bush. <laughs> Please clap. <laughs> uh, or excuse me, I pronounced it wrong. It's Jeb Bush. Mm-hmm. Jeb. Uh, <laughs> I remember. Uh, I, I don't really have an answer for what game I would play on a road trip because I'm generally like a headphones and music guy for travel. But as far as something I would road trip through, so I the the very first thing that came to mind for me was, um, you know how people, they'll like follow a band around for like a concert series? Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking something like Rock Band or Guitar Hero, where I can just like travel to each venue mm. and just get all the cool music each time, you know, hang out with Judy Nails and all the other guitarists, you know? All the famous Guitar Hero characters, which I'm really at a loss with right now. Holy shit, for a game I put hundreds of hours into. They did add a lot as it went on that I do not recognize. Kurt Um, Cobain singing pop music. That's the biggest Guitar Hero character. Lars Umlaut and Slash. Yes. There he is. So, I mean, Tony, you do have like, a, you know, some strong roadie vibes with the little headbands and the long hair and the tattoos. Yes. So I could see that. You're just kind of, you know. I When I have my, when the headband is on and when the glasses are on and the hair is down and everything, I feel like I look like Jerry Garcia. Jerry Garcia's like <laughs> lost bastard son or something. Uh, oh, man. I could Didn't watch you do nothing it. on the guitar for hours, man. Yeah. Not a fan of his music, but uh, the Ben and Jerry's flavor's pretty good. Ben and Jerry, it, like, there's never been a better endorsement for acid than trying to listen to <laughs> trying to listen to Grateful Dead sober. It's so <laughs> gross. Yeah. Mm. All right. Same with fish. Same with fish. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> the worst. Ugh. All right. Uh, so guess we're not jamming. We've been on a fans. journey tonight, huh? Yeah. We've been on quite a road trip tonight. That's true. So what <laughs> yeah. what video game world would you like to road trip through and or what's your favorite game to play on road trips? Let us know. Go to videogameapocalypse.com. Answer in the comments for episode 433. Alternately, you can visit us at the official Laser Time community. There'll be a thread there where you can answer or ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse and we will collect the best answers and read them on next week's show. Anyway... That's been our show. Let's go with some plugs. Tony, where again can people find you? Hey, uh, well, if you don't recall from the other times I've been on this show, uh, I run a YouTube channel called Framework. Easiest way to get there is tinyurl.com slash frameworkyt. I do critical video game essays over there. And by critical, I mean, like, really honing in on the fine details and going deep on things. Uh, Not, not, you know, critical in a bad way because I always try to take a positive, fun spin on things. Uh, when you're I love your videos, man. I, Thank I, you. I, they've been great so far. Thank you. When you're listening to this, uh, the latest one is on Ace Attorney and Sherlock Holmes and how Sherlock Holmes is super, super popular in Japan, which is something I learned about while making that video. Hmm. Um, 
the next one I'm working on, I'm super excited about, and I guess I'll promote that uh, next time on VGA, because <laughs> I, will, I will be back uh, doing a little double dipping. Um, yeah, on Twitter, it's framework at framework underscore video, and I'm at chaingunpope if you want to follow me, uh, and all, all that good stuff. Great Twitter name. Thank you. Um, man, 302010 this week. Jesus. You want to you hear me talk for 45 seconds about Harley Davidson and the, the Marlboro Man? I couldn't even say it. Hmm. It's one of the most Republican movies I've ever seen. Mickey Rourke, Don Johnson, and Giancarlo Esposito dressed as Jimi Hendrix in Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. Delicious. Um, but my idiot brother... What else did we watch? Uh, uh, Ghosts of Mars and... The most recognizable line from Breaking Bad. Does anybody have what they think it would be? Hmm. This is not Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. I love that episode. Bitch. Science bitch. Does, doesn't Jesse not say bitch a lot? I thought science bitch was like ahead of this one, but um, this is for people willing to knock. I am. Oh, I was going to say uh, that. That's, that knocks. I'm the one who knocks. Yeah. That happens this week. And one of, one of the best episodes of the best series of all time. We talk about that as nice. well. Nice. And uh, I've never heard Sarah Sarah call a movie with people who are still alive. This shit is wretched, she said. <laughs> um, it made me laugh so much watching her tear apart this one movie. 30, 2010, where you celebrate movies, games, um, music, TV from 30, 20, 10 years ago. And then Michael and Matt and I, once a month or less or more, yeah. uh, go, go through... The games when we're not all suffering from COVIDs, vacations, and all that shit. I think we're overdue to do a couple of those. Terriac, you got anything to plug or whatever the fuck your name was? <laughs> Tyrak. Tyrak. Sorry, Ty Tyrak. That's right. I am a Tyrak. <laughs> sorry, I was looking up the Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man because I was unfamiliar. But it will now be entered into the canon of my country as mandatory viewing. <laughs> Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man it's cinematic terrible. masterpiece, and it's I will terrible. hear no other opinions. <laughs> Streaming now on Paramount Max. I'm so glad I asked for that. The um, peak of entertainment. Yes. Peacock Plus. Uh, check me out on, on Twitter at Matty C. Allen, M-A-T-T-Y-C-A-L-L-E-N. I am working on something uh, with previous guest Larry Charles. Um, that I'll So stay tuned there, and I'll let you know about it. But it's something, a little, little something-something work-related that should be cool so so check me out there um, and yeah that's about it can you ask larry charles why he has two first names after i ask matt allen why he has two first names <laughs> okay. oh boy oh. <laughs> oh boy and tony wilson come on what are you doing <laughs> wilson! what are you doing hiding behind a fence so you can only see half the bible ah as always, you can visit us online at VigiGameApocalypse.com. Follow us on Twitter at VGApocalypse. Or me personally at Wikiparas. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. That's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Honestly, it normally sounds very, like, sexual, like, for people hey. to have it. Like, it's very much, like, it literally just sounds like in my sleep, I'm just like, uh... <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> like it it just sounds like I'm getting off in my sleep. <laughs> Fucking race dance over here. Love. Yeah. It. Yeah. Uh, now the ghost is undoing my pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wake up I wake up and I'm cross I wake up cross-eyed and just oh. Uh, what was Dan Aykroyd uh, trying to tell us about himself? <laughs> I, I the only defense the only defense I saw of that is that was part of a larger deleted sequence. It was a, a, a well. What else? But they left in the, the no context ghost blowjob dream. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, I'm very curious what the rest of the sequence is in yeah. that case. Yeah, but they stuck in because it was the take was just too funny and like yeah. the rest. I, I guess. The rest of the sequence is Slimer in the corner, just like yeah. I guess every time I like like oh kids, oh kids, I can't wait to show my friends kids this movie, and then that part pops up, and well, yeah, what's going to make it better? Slimer in the corner, like, yeah. Yeah, Dan. <laughs> no, but it would only be you his head. my wife's face, Dan. His head would be coming through the corner wall, so you could only see that, and then on the other side someone would come across his torso which, you know, doing the jerk. Which motion. head, Matthew? Which head is coming the, through the, the wall? Onion, yeah, the onion body would just be jerking off against the other <laughs> side. Oh, man. Oh, I mean, we got two <laughs> solid secret sound candidates yeah. right here. I'm, I'm very happy. <laughs> just... Cuck Slimer. <laughs> Two things you should never Google it. Cuckster. 